Should I start out with the Hello! <laughs> Hello! And welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. And I am your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. Guys! Before we do... <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. Every time I laugh, I'm gonna go... That's how I'm going to laugh. <laughs> That's actually great because sometimes I laugh like that. No, that works out like, perfect. <laughs> anyway. Funny how that works out. So before we get into our lovely episode tonight, which I know all of you are looking forward to. So are we for different reasons? <laughs> um, happy birthday, Crystal. From happy Horror Nights birthday. and Podcast. A hip, a hip, happy, hip, ha- happy, happy, hip. Happy birthday to you. That was from Easy A. That was from Easy A. Yes, it wow. was. Wow, it has been way too... So you just made me realize it's been way too long since I've seen that movie. I watch that movie annually. And I need to watch it again. So <laughs> so a hip, a hip, happy, a hip, happy birthday to you. You should go check out her podcast. She's on mostly on SoundCloud as her biggest platform. Uh, it's Horror Nights and Podcast. Go listen to the new episode that she just posted because we're in it. Yes, we are. And it is The Croft. <laughs> it was an amazing podcast. Um, Crystal's awesome. Uh, I listen to her primarily on Podbean. Uh, but like I said, you know, she's pretty much anywhere but mostly Spotify, iTunes, Um, she also has a YouTube channel, which is great too. Um, but yeah, our interview about the craft was really awesome. Um, the other part I listened to it that I really enjoyed that I hope you guys, you know, really listen to it because it's awesome because we do go into the movie, but, um, I also go into, cause Crystal didn't know that I was a witch, uh, even though I'm not Wiccan. But uh, I love that as a surprise because I, do I wanted go, to be like, this is going to be great when she finds this out because like, this move this perfect. Know. This is so perfect. Um, but I did just want to give a quick uh, out there in case anybody, because, you know, I got to thinking after I listened to the episode that I was like, uh, you know, I really hope people don't all of a sudden think I'm like the end all be all expert when it comes to witchcraft because I'm not. So I just want to put this disclaimer out there. Everything that I talked about on the podcast was from my experiences and my own personal research, okay? I am not the expert on witchcraft. I'm not the expert on any of that stuff. A lot of it is all a learning experience for me, too. So um, I suggest reading about it. If you want to do more research about it, like, don't just Google it. Like, actually get books about it and read about it and study about it. I mean, I'm not... You don't have to become one if you don't want to. I'm not pushing anything on anybody. But if anybody felt like, if anybody is a witch that listened to that, that I may have offended, I apologize. I'm sorry if there was anything that I misquoted or misrepresented. But I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer because I thought about it after I listened to it, that everything was coming from my experience and my own uh, research. So I just, I answered everything to the best of my ability and my own honest opinion, but obviously if I got anything wrong or upset anybody or offended anybody, I'm very sorry for that. But, um, you know, it was a great episode. I thought it was, it was really interesting. It was really cool. And 
I had never been interviewed before. So that was like, whoa, <laughs> that was kind of like a, huh. We okay, haven't, because we talked about it in used to this. casual conversation, me and you have. Yeah. But that was kind of cool how that ended up being. It was awesome. And it was really cool because Crystal's really easy to talk to. And, uh, you know, we share a lot of the same interest. And it was just really neat to talk about a movie that all three of us really, really, really love. So, yeah, definitely go check it out. Um, Like we said, it's called Horror Nights in Podcast. um, And Crystal's awesome. So, Also... Enough about Crystal. Uh, No. (laughs) Also, if there's something wicked... That you want to know. Who are you going to call? Becky Kremlin. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, how, long, how long were you sitting here working on that? As I was the going through that. The entire time you were talking. The entire time she was talking, my brain was literally conjuring that up. <laughs> I would like that as my own personal uh, theme song. Who are you going to call? Uh, Becky Kremlin. I like it. I like it. That was a sexy <laughs> snort. It was. Oh, God. It was. I thought so. Um, now, before we get into it, uh, I did also want to give a shout out to this new app, you guys. As of right now, it's only available in the U.S. It's called Slasher. And it is basically Facebook slash Twitter for horror fans. It's a complete horror community. Uh, it's very, very cool. Um... You can find the app on Twitter if you want to follow it at the Slasher app. Uh, The guy's name is Damon. He's the one that actually came up with it, and he's absolutely so nice. Um, I've talked to him a couple times. He's very nice. He's very cool. Uh, Anytime you ever have any trouble with the app or anything like that, just tell him. He's very cool about it. He's like, you know, I'm working on it. Apparently, there is a video feature coming soon, and it is going to be available in other countries in the next few weeks from what I have heard. So you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's on iTunes and Google play and it's called slasher and it's basically just a literal horror app. And then you can create your profile on there. Now my profile is the exact same profile as my Twitter profile. My username is Freddie's muse and my actual name is Chucky side chick. So it's the same as my Twitter. So if you want to go follow me on there, that'd be great. Add me as a friend. We'll be friends. We'll share our horror. Also, the best part of this entire app is there is no filter. So it doesn't matter what the fuck you post. You can post cuss words. You can post nudity. You can post whatever. The Obviously, like, not porn. But if, like, there's nudity. Oh, Lord. <laughs> if there's, like, nudity in a movie or something like that and you post a picture of it, he's not going to take it down. You're it's not all get like flagged immediately. It doesn't get things, like, he's very lenient with stuff like that because he wants people to feel like they have a platform where they can come and be completely open and completely themselves. And I think that's brilliant. Hats off to you, Damon. You've created a masterpiece. I cannot wait for this app to take off even farther. So... I was not told to plug that, by the way. I'm literally, this is me <laughs> experiencing this app for the past week and absolutely loving every bit of it. And Or not week, but yeah, this week. Because um, I got it on Sunday and the poor guy was so slammed with new uh, people that were on it that it made the app super duper slow. And he was like, I'm working on it, I'm working on it, I'm trying. So, but it's running smoothly now and it's fantastic. Go check it out. Just had to tell you all about it. I need to, I 
am not signed up on there yet. I kind of wanted to wait a little bit. Uh, I know usually new stuff like that, they got to work out the kinks and all the technical difficulties. So I wanted to give it a minute, but um, yeah, I'll check it out. If I create a profile, then I will let you guys know all the info uh, on next week's episode. I'll probably. Because it sounds really dope. I would really like to. to I'll probably end up making a podcast page for it. Because I do know that um, I've already put our podcast in the podcast discussion. And uh, there's a podcast section where you can actually just post podcast suggestions. And he okayed our podcast. Our podcast is now on that list, which is really cool. We've gotten a lot more. um, What's the word I want? Views listens and stuff like that from this app because not everybody likes Twitter which I get why so this is basically just it's oh, really <laughs> can't imagine why um the Twitter or the Twitter the app is very much like Facebook where you ask to be friends and then oh, the person has to accept you nice. but it's set up more like Twitter where it's like um varies to the point posts and things are very like people ask questions post stuff like that so it's very twitter like but it has a facebook feel to it it's just not as it doesn't dive into your fucking personal life like where are you from where do you work how old are you (laughs) who is your family what is your exact latitude and longitude yeah no it doesn't do that yeah we need to know all your business (laughs) (laughs) so anyway yeah go check out slasher on the app store do it now Google Play. And uh, iTunes. And iTunes. Yes, thank you. All right, guys. So the moment you've been waiting for and the moment we have also been waiting for. It's finally over. (laughs) Today is the 13th and in honor of today being the 13th and so many of my close friends being huge Jason fans. Shout out Mackenzie, Haley, and Carl. I know you three love Jason with your whole soul. And with all due respect to every single one of you Jason fans out there, with all due respect. (laughs) I'm going to let her do this. I love Jason as a character. But his movies are not good. Not all of them, but most of them. And we're going to get into all of that fun stuff. But yeah, (laughs) I'm, I'm not a big fan of this franchise. Uh... Someone out there, take this character and give him a good movie. Or just <laughs> don't make any more of them. Let's just, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> let's, just, let's just stop with all of it. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this podcast is not going to be, I hate Jason. These films are so fucking horrible. Yeah, no. But it's going to no. be more like, this is why we didn't like these movies. Because everybody likes somebody. There are people out there that hate Freddy. There are people out there that hate Chucky. That's cool. Do your thing. If you like Jason, very cool. But Jason's a cool character, but he's a mama's boy. Just a tad. (laughs) Um, Even though we talked about it, one of the movies, you you do have a little bit of a soft spot for him. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, Because I don't fuck with bullies. Bullies mm-hmm. can go fuck themselves. Yeah, I don't can like bullies. All the way go fuck themselves. And if <laughs> and Jason was bullied, and I do feel I, I like I get it. I get why he was like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> but, you know, we're not we're not gonna be I you know, everybody is for sure, you know, at this point, if you've listened to us long enough, knows that uh 
we're big Freddie fans. We're huge Freddie fans, but we're not, you know, I'm not, we're not going to give biased opinions. We're, you know, we're going to give honest opinions. And our honest opinions collectively is that this just, I, I'm, I can speak for Casper and vice versa. This is just not a very good franchise. I mean, some of these movies were just downright unwatchable. Some of them, like <laughs> I will literally watch them one time and never watch them again. Like I just, this was the first time, you know, when you go into movies, watching them for the first time, you're excited. You're like, I've never seen this movie, movie. I've never seen this movie before. I'm excited to watch this. I didn't, I was excited to watch them. I genuinely was excited to watch them. And then I would get to certain parts and I'm like, I I lost interest. I, I legit lost interest because they're all the same. <laughs> okay. So I don't want to start off like this because yeah, I, so, like, yeah, no. I feel like we're already starting off in like a super negative manner. And I so, really no, 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 don't no. want to do that. <laughs> so let's just, let's like, just get right into them. Um, yes. So I watched a uh, really great documentary on Shudder called Crystal Lake Memories, um, The Complete History of Friday the 13th. It was six hours and 40 minutes long, and uh, I split it up in between two days. Um, It went through the entire Friday the 13th franchise all the way through till Freddy vs. Jason, and it was narrated by Corey Feldman, who played... uh, Tommy in the fourth? Fifth. Both. Because wasn't he a kid in the fifth one in the beginning? Uh, Were it in a flashback or something? There was a flashback. Yeah, remember what we talked about, the fifth one? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. I, believe, I know um, it was the fourth one for sure. I think in the fifth one there might have been a flashback where he was in it for a hot second. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. But, um, because I... I this is another thing about these movies too. They really blend together. Just, they just besides the first one after that, they just sort of kind of meld into each other for the most part. So it's kind of hard to keep track of which was which. Um, so this movie gave a lot of really great information about the behind the scenes of how the movie got started or the franchise itself got started. And, uh, just to give a quick backstory before we go into the first, the synopsis of the first movie, uh, and pretty much what we're going to do is we're just going to reference IMDb, just like read a quick synopsis of the movie and then kind of go on from there. Um, Sean Cunningham had worked on The Last House on the Left with Wes Craven. It was uh, way before Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and uh, he basically wanted to capitalize on the success of Halloween and kind of, I mean, he really was pretty honest about basically ripping off Halloween, not so much the movie itself, but the concept of it being centered around a central villainous character uh, and some type of holiday. And he basically just had a name and a tagline like, from the creators of Last House on the Left brings you the goriest, bloodiest, scariest movie of all time, Friday the 13th. Like, basically something that could just go on a movie poster that would capture everybody's attention, and that was it. But really had no storyline or anything about that until, you know, they kind of 
came up with the concept of what ultimately turned into uh, the infamous Camp Crystal Lake and uh, what brings us into the beginning of the first movie. Um, so Friday the 13th came out in 1980. And uh, a quick synopsis of the movie, a group of camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant while trying to reopen a summer camp where years before it was the site of a child's drowning in a grisly double murder. Um, the first one stars uh, Adrian King as Alice, uh, Janine Taylor as Marcy, Robbie Morgan as Annie, um, Harry Crosby as Bill, Lori Bartram as Brenda, Mark Nelson as Ned, Peter Brower as Steve. Um, and I did want to give a quick special mention to Walt Gorney, who is kind of a running figure, I think, from into the second, possibly into the third movie. He's crazy Ralph. So he's sort of this like harbinger of doom. It sort of brings me, one thing I noticed with a lot of these movies is how it started to remind me a lot of what Cabin in the Woods did, where it basically made fun of all of these horror tropes. And I see where Cabin in the Woods took a lot from Friday the 13th. Whereas they had that like crazy old man at the gas station and cabin in the woods. It was like telling these kids that like shit's going to happen to them. And that's basically what this crazy Ralph character is. Everybody just thinks he's this crazy old guy in town, but you know he's he really does? giving them a forewarning of what's going to happen. Hold on. <laughs> Y'all not go to that uh, crystal light. She's like, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I couldn't get the voice for a second. It just left me. He's, he's like, like oh. Yeah, no, I'll go to Crystal Lake. Y'all are gonna die up there. You're doomed. <laughs> he said you're doomed. Um, I also wanted to mention too, real quick, that uh Betsy Palmer played Mrs. Voorhees. And uh this was also the first movie that Kevin Bacon ever did. Kevin Bacon plays Jack. And um God, if you guys don't know who Kevin Bacon is, I don't I don't know what to do. But, I don't even, uh, I don't even, I don't even, I just. <laughs> but this was, I mean, this was prior to Footloose. This was way before Kevin Bacon was like. Kevin Bacon. Was Kevin Bacon. So. Um, <laughs> kind of like how Johnny Depp was in anything until. Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street. Or Nightmare on Elm Street. Not Friday the 13th. It's, no. it's, hap it's happening. Oh my God. <laughs> it's literally on my brain so bad that I'm like, wait. No. Um, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, Friday the 13th, Johnny Depp, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. So um, I have to tell a really funny story. Since I'm... I oh, was God, never, excuse me. I'm sorry. That is not my funny story, but that was, <laughs> that was actually pretty damn funny. Um, I... Okay. So like we mentioned before, um, I was never really a big Jason fan because the first Jason movies that I ever saw were the later ones, which would have been nine and 10 because 10 came out, uh, around 2000 and, uh, actually no prior. I'm sorry. So Jason goes to hell. The ninth one came out, I think around like 93. Yeah. It was, so, it came out the year I was born. So I remembered that being the only one I had seen. And at the time, and I just thought it was terrible. And uh, so it was the only reference really to any Jason movies I had had. So by the time I saw Scream, I didn't know until Scream that Mrs. Voorhees was the actual original killer in Friday the 13th. I didn't know. 
It ruined it for you. I... Oh my god. I didn't even know this. I literally didn't even know this. I just... I had to wait to tell... I really wanted to wait to tell everybody that. Because I didn't know. I genuinely did not know. I genuinely had no idea because oh my God. I wasn't, I wasn't a J, I wasn't a Friday the 13th fan. Like my mom wasn't a big Friday the 13th fan. I didn't, I didn't watch any of the movies. Like I said, Jason goes to hell was the only reference I had. And I didn't, that is not a good reference. It's not good. And, uh, so by the time I saw scream, I'm like, well, I'd have been dead like this bitch because I'd have gotten the fucking answer wrong. But even though, <laughs> even though like, I'd have gotten this shit wrong too. Jason, it's Jason. I've seen that movie. I love how she says I've seen that movie a thousand times as she goes to chase. And I'm like, Jason isn't even in it. Except for a hot Until the second last two seconds. At the very end of the fucking movie. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but it was interesting because then it made me go back and watch the first Friday the 13th. I just threw my pen. And this uh, pen wants to stay on the floor. It just does it, not. Did you really do that again on accident? <laughs> I really did not mean to just throw that pen. She threw it at me. thousand times. She fucking threw it at me, damn. But it made me want to go back and watch it. So I did finally watch Friday the 13th. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, he doesn't even come in until the second movie. Like, I had no idea. I really didn't know the concept of the first one. I I genuinely did not know. So, uh, I actually really liked the first one. I liked the concept of the first one. I like how, uh, in the documentary, they talk about, they gave Mrs. Voorhees basically like a backstory that, um, you know, she was this unwed mother and she had this baby out of wedlock and the baby's born deformed and she has to raise him on her own. And she gets this measly job at this Camp Crystal Lake uh, with these irresponsible counselors that just teased her, her son, her baby, her everything. And through their own negligence, he drowned and died. And that's horrible. And I get it. I could see her as a mother just snapping and blaming every single one of them and then just wanting to cover it up and then reopen the camp like nothing happened after her baby died. Like, fuck that. I would have... Look, I didn't blame Mrs. Voorhees at all for doing what she did. I was like, like bitch, I get you, man. I get got you. It. Totally got it. So, uh, I really liked the first Friday the first, 13th. The first Friday the 13th is my favorite. I mean, like, I'll just say it right now. The first one was amazing. The twist at the end with it being Miss Voorhees. Um, the storyline, every part of it was just absolute perfection. That movie really does belong in the top spot. And I'm sure everybody's favorite. Most everybody that I've talked to, their favorite is the first one. Um, oh, yeah. It's just such a classic. Like I said, you've got uh, a central female character as the villain. And it's this huge twist. Um, the kind of showdown between woman and woman with the Alice character at the end. And then which Jason had to watch. Of course, Jason wasn't alive, but he was, he saw his mother beheaded. And that's why later he went insane and they were just avenging each other this whole time. They're just avenging each other. (laughs) So the original concept to have the ending happen the way it did came from Tom Savini. Um, who was just, you know, a special effects god. 
And uh, he had the idea of having it. He had seen Carrie and had the idea of this big, like, you know, the part at the end, at the very, very end of Carrie, where I think it's either her real name or the name in the movie, but, or no, her real name is Amy. I can't think of the character's name, but where she reaches to go put flower flowers on Carrie's grave and Carrie's arm pops up and grabbed her. I, I remember that scaring the shit out of me. And I'm certain when the movie came out, scared the shit out of everybody <laughs> else. And Tom Savini was like, we need to give this a big jump at the end. And that's where they got the idea to have Jason jumping out of the water and grabbing Alice. And then uh, it's sort of cutting I like the way they did it where you didn't really know if she was dreaming that or not because she wakes up in the hospital and then she's like, they didn't find him. That means he's still there. And you see the bubble patterns in the water and you're like, whoa, because they were like, what boy? There was no boy. That was perfect. That <laughs> was great. That was such a great ending. I loved the way they did that. Because um, you really are left wondering, did that happen? Did that not happen? Did she dream the whole thing or... Yeah. Twilight Zone. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, Ari Lehman played uh, the little boy, Jason. Um, for his audition, the main question he was asked was, can you swim? <laughs> I can't swim. There's a vine. That's I all. can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, I guess that's the only thing you would really need to be asked for that role. Because that's pretty much all he did. How are you in water? Do you do well? Do you water? That's all we need. That's all we need. We need. That's all we need. You don't need to say anything. You just, just You swim. literally don't have to do anything. Just don't drown. That's just like, that's all we need you to not do is not We don't need fucking, you to actually drown, Jason. Not fucking drown. So, um, yeah, I do want to give, because I, there, as we will go along with the series, there are different Jasons in each movie. So I do kind of want to give special oh, yeah. mention to each Jason. Um, even though he wasn't a central figure in the first one, but, uh, yeah, it was Ari Lehman that did play him in the first movie. Uh, so pretty much besides Kane Hodder playing him in three of the movies, there was a different Jason in every movie. Well, three or four of them, but there was pretty we'll get much, there. <laughs> besides him, there was a different Jason in, in every movie. So, yeah. um, and I think we also, did we narrow down our favorite Jasons? Did, yes. we, did we pretty much figure, was it him? Was Kane Hodder our favorite He's Jason? mine. Yeah, he was my... He's he's mine. Yeah, yeah he was my favorite Jason. And I think that I really probably him. came so more from... Uh, seven? Yeah. 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 Because it's super random and off topic, but didn't he play Victor Crowley in the Hatchet movies? I think so. I swear to God, he did. I don't. Let me. I, I, I got it. I'm like you would. You would seriously know better it than is. me because I. It's him. I. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there you go, Mr. Crowley. That yeah, it's him. That part. Sorry. No, you're okay because I seriously did not know. I was like, uh, he did. He played Victor Crowley in every single Hatchet movie. There, are, there are four of them: Hatchet One, Two, Three, and Victor Crowley. What? Yeah, there was a Victor Crowley movie made in 2017. It was not... I think I saw the first two. Maybe. Three was... Three is rough. I... Let's not turn this into a hatchet podcast. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so Kane Hodder basically played... uh, He played Victor Crowley in the the Hatchet series as well, so... Which I think are kind of the same. 
character based. Um, so for Crawley, Jason, you say Crawley, I say Voorhees. Like not whatever. much of a. Um, <laughs> so in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, which came out in 1981, the following year, uh, Mrs. Voorhees is now dead, and Camp Crystal Lake is shut down. But a camp next to the infamous place is stalked by an unknown assailant. Nobody knows yet. <laughs> so as we know. Uh, Mrs. Voorhees' head was cut off at the end of the first one. And, that was uh, quite a beheading. Quite. <laughs> um, Alice, in the beginning, gets killed. Uh, she opens up her fridge. Mrs. Voorhees' head's in the fridge. The fuck? Uh, like... Just the fuck? Yeah, nobody knows what's going on. Um, so, Amy Steele plays Jenny. I think she's, she's pretty much, like, the main central final girl in the movie. Um, John Fury plays Paul, uh, Christine Baker or Kirsten Baker, excuse me, plays Terry. Uh, we have crazy Ralph again, uh, Walt Gorney. Yeah, I'll go up to that crystal light. He just, he is. And then (laughs) I'm trying, excuse me. Who in the world plays Jason in this one? Oh, Warrington. Warrington. Yeah. Warrington. Okay. He played a Jason in this one. Um, so we don't. This is burlap sack. Burlap sack. Jason. Jason. Yes. Jason burlap does... sap. <laughs> burlap sap. Suffering yeah. fuck attacks. Exactly the way burlap that came attack. out. So um, he didn't. He didn't have his uh, infamous hockey mask by yes. this time. Uh, this had a lot of, and I think they. This was another thing they mentioned um, in the documentary was. Uh, the town that dreaded sundown. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the same, the same burlap sack concept. Burlap um, sap. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it now. Burlap sap. Burlap sap. So the, another thing, so we'll get into this a lot with the movies. Um, the MPAA, which is the Motion Picture Association of America, completely <clears throat> ripped through this entire franchise i mean every single kill scene had to just be edited and edited and edited and edited to hell and back like you can't you can't show the knife going in and out too many times you can't have this much blood you can't have this you can't have that so that was another thing i really urge people even if you're not a big friday the 13th fan like that document or if you if you are a big friday the 13th fan that documentary is really incredible because The one, the one thing I will give this franchise, the one big positive I will give is these kills are fucking on point. Wait. Small clap <laughs> for the kills. Um, the kills are on fucking point and they're kind of amazing. There's honestly. no, there, there is these movies stay true to being very low budget and you just get some really incredible special effects. Very realistic special effects. I mean, in every single one of them, they were just incredible for their time. You know, you're still talking about post-Halloween, pre-Nightmare on Elm Street. So this is still kind of... It's like of, that mid-gore, because Halloween really had Had nothing. no gore at all. And then Nightmare on Elm Street was extremely gory so then you've got like friday the 13th that smack dab in the middle where the kills were amazing and didn't 
they were like half. Like there was some blood, but it wasn't like over the top, like Nightmare on Elm Street. Because Nightmare on Elm Street was very gory for yeah. being the first one. And then Halloween was like nothing. So you've got this movie that's right smack dab in the middle. And to be completely honest with you, I'm I'm with Becky on this. The kills in this franchise are fucking incredible, yeah, which is probably really why a lot good. of people love Jason, because his kills, he just, he doesn't give a fuck. He can fucking just grab someone's head and just smash it in. And you're like, the fuck? He's strong as hell. Well, and then I think unlike <clears throat> other horror movie characters where you're more so rooting for the victims, you're not rooting for the victims in these movies. I'm At least I wasn't. At I was least I wasn't. I mean, that was the biggest thing that I took away from these movies where I was like, fuck all. So first of all, <laughs> they make a lot of these characters very unlikable. So I don't know if that was done on purpose or what, but for the most part through a lot of these movies, I really didn't like these characters. I just didn't. They were, they were so stereotypical and I Smoke just. Smoke weed every day. Oh my God. It was incredibly annoying yeah that that's another big takeaway with the friday the 13th franchise if you smoke weed or have premarital sex jason's gonna kill you it's kind of like mean girls you will have sex or you will have sex <laughs> what you will get pregnant and die it's more like jason will find you and kill you and kill you <laughs> he will kill you um yeah so i just thought that was hilarious because i'm like is that the biggest takeaway? It's just a big PSA for the 80s of like, hey, kids, don't smoke dope or have premarital sex or, you know, what'll happen to you? Jason will kill you. Like, don't worry about unplanned pregnancy or STDs. Worry about a slasher murdering you. That's what's going to happen. Oh, Lord, he coming. You, <laughs> like, you, you that's do what's gonna as soon as you're done you. having sex. Just know. Oh, Lord, he coming. <laughs> Maybe even halfway between. Who knows? Maybe even you ain't done yet. And he's he's coming. <laughs> He can hear it from a mile away. He's like, there's some teens fucking gotta go. Like, he just knows. (laughs) He just automatically. It's like, as soon as you start making out, it's like he has a radar that goes off and he's like, oh, (laughs) time to do some killing. (laughs) Time to take him out. Um, So there's a part in the movie. um, This was a part that, of course, the MPAA just ripped. Uh, where there is a couple, Jeff and Sandra, the characters, there's a close-up shot while they're having sex where they're double impaled in bed. Um, There has been, so I heard this before, but then a bit of it was cleared up in the documentary. Uh, There was a movie that came out in the 70s called Twitch of the Death Nerve. I've never seen it. Um, it was an Italian horror movie. It also goes by Bay of Blood. I've not been able to find it anywhere. Uh, it is just nothing but total gore, uh, the way a lot of those Italian horrors were at the time. And uh, there is a scene almost shot for shot exactly the same as the scene of the impalement in the second Friday the 13th. So there's been, it's kind of gone back and forth where like they knew about it and they did it. Sean Cunningham said in the documentary that that just happened to be a coincidence. I don't know. They even actually, what's kind of crazy is they show the shot from Friday the 13th and then they show the same shot from Twitch of the Death Nerve and they're pretty much the same. I mean, they're pretty much exactly the same. So who knows? It's a pretty sweet death. I think a lot of, you know what, a lot of horror movies probably take away from others so if they did take away from some super obscure 
Italian horror that nobody knows about, then, you know, whatevs. Um, the more I think about it, I'm just like, eh, well, if they knew or if they didn't knew, who fucking cares? You know, nobody got sued at the end of the day, so. <laughs> right. That um, was a pretty sweet kill, too. This is also the part where, uh, this is the movie where Ralph dies. Aww. He does meet his demise. Poor, poor Ralph. He's just trying to warn people. He's just trying to let everybody know. The other part that, uh, so the very end of the movie, and I found this out in the documentary too, and I kind of wish they would have left this in because I feel like it would have made the ending a lot scarier, is, um, so there's the part where, like, Jenny is basically talking to Jason as if she's his mother, and he's sort of kept the head in this cabin, uh, so she's trying to trick him. Well, anyway, after everything's said and done, and you think she's killed Jason, and they get away... Um, they zoom into a close-up of the head, and in the original ending, the eyes were supposed to pop open. Oh, fuck! Yeah, no. the MPAA was like, nope. Dude, and that was you know what? These How movies might have actually that? been much better had the I'm, MPAA not been a fucking bitch. I'm telling you, now that you've seen them, you really should go and watch this documentary, because... Because now I'm like, you know what? I feel like these movies would have... Not that they weren't some of these movies that we're talking about right now. I actually liked a lot of these, but I'm like, I feel like they could have been better had they not been held back so much. Because Jason is one of the most gory slashers, so it's like, why, why you gotta restrain him? Don't restrain him. Let him, let his freak flag fly. <laughs> well, it, it's movie ratings. I know it's movie ratings. You know they're they if you get something that's deemed an X rating, you're not going to be able to get played in theaters. And if you don't get played in theaters, then you don't make any money. Yep. And these were Paramount movies. And when you've got a major production company like that, that's just not going to happen if you want your movie released. I, I'm so I have to play devil's advocate and stuff like this. Well, no, I, under I, I understand. I'm not saying anything against that. I just think it sucks. No, it does suck. It, it really does. I just think that before people... I'm not saying you are, but a lot of people will out there bitch moan and complain. And I'm like, you know, if you want your movie to get made. Especially during the time period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and this, is, had to do. this is not, you know, we weren't around in the 80s. Times were way, way different in what you could show and couldn't show. This is. You you know guys we're talking almost forty years ago so a long time ago well, it's saw not a franchise like would not exist in the oh 80s. my god no that's what I'm saying so you're talking about a totally you can't be of a generation now of saw movies and go back and watch these movies and go oh it's bullshit it's like okay so you're talking about two completely different like yeah there there's no way that would have been allowed then. no <laughs> like there's no way they weren't even allowed to basically say that Freddie was a pedophile. Much less. Well, yeah, we went over that that whole thing. Yeah, there's there was so much then now that yeah. So I mean, it totally makes sense. But um, so we liked the second one. Oh yeah, I liked the second one a good amount too. Well, at the end we'll rate them. So don't worry about that. We'll get there. Oh, that's right, because you you have like a whole list. Typing out this list where they rated. I was like, girl. I got to the point where I just started putting <laughs> F13 because I got so fucking tired we of both were doing Friday that. I was like, I was like, I'm, 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 we get it. <laughs> we get it. If we just do that, everybody should pretty, like, everybody knows. We know, we know what we're talking about. Um, my apologies if people also hear a dog barking in the background. 
Um, I hate my neighbors, and that's all I'm going to say. So anyway, uh, moving on to part three. Um, part three, which was in 3D. It I did was not in watch 3D. it in 3D. But I'm kind of sad I didn't see it in 3D, but it's okay. We need to, like we talked about, we need to invest in 3D glasses. And They're like 70 it. cents. They're like not expensive at all. <laughs> So this one was, um, I'll read the synopsis for this one. Having revived from his wounds, Jason Voorhees takes refuge at a cabin near Crystal Lake. As a group of co-eds arrive for their vacation, Jason continues his killing spree. This one really isn't different (laughs) from the second one. Um, He mostly just, people are on vacation and he does some kills because they're near Crystal Lake, which is where he takes his revenge uh, for the death of his mother. Um, in this one, Jason is played by Richard Brooker. Brooker. Sorry. Brooker. And he, this is the movie where he gets his hos- Hosky mask. Oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> 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 I'm like, wow. It's going to be, it's going to be one of them nights. There's a lot going on right now. There's I can't. Brooker so, Hosky. There's so much going on right um, now. <laughs> Richard Brooker played Jason, and this one he got his hockey mask. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Which, um, to be honest, I really like the look of Jason. I really like the big, burly, pretty much stone wall dude in a hockey mask because he's a fucking tank. He just walks through windows and doors and hacks away with machetes and. He's fucking badass, honestly. Jason's a badass. I do like that they gave him a, a mask, though, because the burlap sack was not working for me. <laughs> well, and then, like I said, it just, it was too much the town that dreaded sundown. Yeah. I mean, the, the characters were almost interchangeable. Mm-hmm. So it was just, yeah, it was too, it was just too much like another similar movie. Just way too much. Um, Did I didn't you have any fun facts about this one? Um... Well, I did want to give a quick uh, special mention to uh, Victor Miller. He was the one that wrote the original screenplay for Friday the 13th. So whereas um, Sean Cunningham was sort of credited for the uh, concept, uh, Victor Miller was basically the basis for the the stories. Um, Really, the only fun fact I had about the 3D one was that... um, they so really not many movies had had at all been shot on 3D so they had to use a specialized camera which was really huge and really awkward and they said that they a lot of times it made it difficult for the actors to pay attention to getting into character in certain scenes because they had to pay really close attention to getting certain shots perfectly in frame with the camera so that they would show up in 3d on screen good lord (laughs) so like the scene in the grocery store where he's throwing the wallet like that had to be perfectly shot and the one where the guy was playing with the yo-yo like that had to be perfectly shot right into the camera so uh they said that just made it incredibly difficult because you couldn't really like focus on getting into character. You had to focus on getting everything into frame with this giant fucking camera right in your face. Like the way the whole contraption was set up was fucking crazy. Jason as a camera, just this giant fucking thing. Um, 
Also, which I thought was really crazy, so the movie came out, and um, I think they just kept releasing these, seems like, like, year after year after year, up until, like, about every the eighth or ninth year. one, they pretty much released one every year. So this one came out in 1982. Uh, the opening weekend that this movie came out, they actually beat E.T. out of the box office. Wow. So it was number one its opening weekend. So well, by I mean, then, it was part three, so I get that. I get. So by I then, get Jason had some pretty, you know, diehard fucking fans. Uh, yeah, it was August thirteenth of nineteen eighty-two. It's opening weekend. It opened and it beat out. Uh, it beat out fucking ET. I was like, that Ooh. is crazy of all movies. Um, but yeah, that was really the only fun fact. Like I said, I would really like to watch it in three D, and this one wasn't that bad. I um, liked this one a lot, actually. I really did. I feel like this was the first one where Jason really became Jason. Was this movie? Yeah, and there were some really solid fucking the harpoon gun and shit. Yes. Like there were some really solid fucking kills. And again, you just had really annoying characters where you're just like, oh. Jason, please come in and kill them. Thank you. <laughs> we all sound like Jason's mom by the end of the fucking day. We're all like, yes, Jason. Kill them all. Kill them, Jason. You're a good boy, Jason. Good boy. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> Someone's like petting him like, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy, Jason? That makes me think way too much of Freddie versus Jason. I know. Basically told him he was a dog. And I'm like, oh harsh like poor guy <laughs> well freddie was a bully so <laughs> Fred, freddie's a bit of a bully <laughs> like oh freddie oh oh, oh freddie <laughs> are we fucking mrs Voorhees right now <laughs> oh freddie oh freddie <laughs> oh my god my nose i apologize <clears throat> okay so, so on to four numeral four which was number three Repeated. <laughs> Which was terrible. <laughs> um, after being mortally wounded and taken to the morgue, murderer Jason Voorhees spontaneously revives and embarks on a killing spree as he makes his way back home to Camp Crystal Lake. This one reminded me a lot of Halloween 2. And I think it's because he was in a hospital and he was doing his stuff trying to get home. But he was killing everybody on the way to get home. And it just, it really reminded me of the way Halloween 2 was set up. Because Halloween 2, he's in a hospital. Now, he does go to the hospital to kill Lori. So I get that, obviously there's a difference. But the hospital setting made me think of Halloween 2. Because everybody thought he was dead and he was not. (laughs) He was not, he was definitely not dead. No, no. No, he was definitely still alive. Um, and this Jason, which I think is was... sort of the running thing that he can't die, right? Um, uh, this Jason was played by he was an older gentleman, Ted. Ooh, crap! Oh no, Richard Brooker did it, and four. Richard Brooker did it as well. <clears throat> and Steve Dash. Wait, four was the final chapter, right? Yes. Steve Dash and Richard Brooker. So he, apparently he was played by multiple people in this one. Um, are you sure we have the right one? Yep. Friday the okay. 13th, final chapter. Unless there was another person named Jason. Yeah, I'm not pulling up. Ted White. 
was Jason in the fourth one. I don't I don't know where you're finding that, but that that was not who played Jason in the fourth one. This is the fourth one. Yeah, the, the final chapter. I don't see any Jason. Well, I don't know. IMDb fucked up because I distinctly <laughs> remember from the documentary that it was Ted White. Well, it could have been multiple people too. Nope, it was just Ted White, honey. <laughs> I don't. Well, know. then IMDb fucked up. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, IMDb fucked up. I IMDb is not right about everything. No. So <laughs> sorry, guys. I apologize, but yeah, no. Uh, there. But but that um, sucks because that means the actual guy that played Jason. Uh, Ted White asked to be uncredited. Okay. Oh, so there he is. Let me go. It's uncredited. Let me go into a little backstory since before that goes off the rails. Uh, so Ted White was the only person that played Jason in the final chapter. Ted White specifically wanted to be uncredited in this movie. He was an older gentleman. He only he was not a fan of horror movies. The only reason why he played Jason was because he was a stuntman. They needed somebody of that stature and it paid a lot of money. Um, I would have done that too. He wanted to be uncredited. He asked to be uncredited. Uh, because like I said, again, it wasn't a movie that he was a fan of. Um, and really he didn't start embracing the character until years later when he started doing, uh, conventions and whatnot. But, uh. Is this the only movie he played him? Yeah. Yeah. He was asked to come back and play Jason again and he did not want to come back and play Jason again. Uh. So, um, he's listed on IMDb just at the very bottom and it says uncredited. Yeah. Cause so. he was specifically asked to be uncredited. Yeah. Um, there was a lot. So he, he actually, uh, <laughs> so he really did not get a, this whole shoot with this movie was just something else. Um, he did not get along with the director at all. Well, that's kind of bad. When um, the villain, the guy who plays the villain, doesn't get along with the director. Well, the guy that plays the villain that A, doesn't like horror movies. True. B, had never seen any of the prior Friday the 13th. C, really didn't give two flying fucks about playing this character except that it was a paycheck. Makes me wonder how he actually got the role. I guess just because of his stature. He was a stuntman. And that, yeah. Yeah, so they didn't have to, you don't have to get anybody else to do the stunts. Right. He's got the stature. He can wear the prosthetics. He can do the stunts himself. You know, that that cuts a lot of money out. These movies were made specifically low budget. Um, You're cutting out a lot in your budget by not having to cast anybody and having him just do his own stunts, and there you go. So, yeah, he didn't want to be known for this movie. He did not want this movie to be... A legacy for him like I said it didn't catch on until years later when uh he was asked to do the conventions and realized wait oh my god this movie has a bigger following this franchise has a bigger following than I thought and uh now he's more apt to uh stating that he was in the fourth Friday the 13th and uh does convince I don't know if he still does any now I've I've remembered seeing his name around before but, um, yeah, there was just a lot with this movie. Um, <laughs> this movie sounds like a train wreck. It was just, <laughs> I'm like, there was just a lot that went into this movie. Uh, this movie wasn't actually bad, though. Like, the movie itself wasn't actually bad. It just sounds like the behind the scenes was a train wreck. <laughs> well, I know, like, um, 
Crispin Glover, this was one of his first movies that he ever did. If anybody knows who Crispin Glover is, he was George McFly. That's all you need to know. Um, obviously, this was before Back to the Future, but, um, you know, he was... People have described Kristen... Gl- Chris, Kristen. Crispin. Um, that's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Crispin. I think it's of okay. like Rice Krispie Treats is what I'm we trying to We are literally of. one letter apart. I'm trying... I'm actually trying to think of like Crispy because he spells his name with a C, not with a K. So I'm trying to think of like Crispy when I say Crispin. You're going to end up saying up. Crispy I'm probably Glover. Gonna call, I'm going to call him Crispy Glover, which I actually really like that name. That's actually really funny. It's I like it. really awesome name. Hashtag actually. Crispy Glover. Crispy... Grover. <laughs> Grover. Crispy Grover? Good what the fuck? Let's absolutely butcher the fuck out of this guy's name right now. Crispy Grover. Yeah, and I love him, and I'm butchering his fucking name. Well, I'm the one that said Grover. <laughs> it's okay. You okay. come over. Red a- Grover, Red Grover. <laughs> that was great, though. <laughs> Crispy Grover. Oh my God. <laughs> People have described him as being difficult. Uh, I think it's just because he's more of like a method actor. Um, and obviously there's not much method to these movies. What? I mean, there's not like a lot of range that he needed to like, you don't need to be like a Shakespearean trained. What is this Shakespeare in the park? To be in Dust these fucking movies. <laughs> Wait, does mother know you weareth her drapes? <laughs> Yeah, there's not a lot of range in these movies, so... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know. Mm, I um, just don't know. Corey Feldman is also in these movies. Like I said, he was... Uh, I couldn't remember which one he was in, because he did direct the documentary. He is in this one, yeah. Uh, he he was a Tommy. little one. A um, lad. Gremlins and this movie came out in the same year. So this is actually... He was in the beginning of Gremlins. So this was the same... Yeah, 1984. So they both came out in the same year. Um, but he, Ted White, who played Jason, hated Corey Feldman. <laughs> so his actual, hated like, him going after him, him was, oh, like, real. Oh, He's yeah. Like, he said it. He said it in <laughs> the documentary. He said in the documentary, I wanted to kill that little shit in real life. Man, he said, fuck that kid. He said he was an obnoxious brat. Not much has changed. Um... <laughs> I need more of a black and white from you because that was so great. <laughs> Does Becky like Corey Feldman? Nope. <laughs> but, um, I just don't like... I want to kill that little shit. After watching that people... and then I go watch the movie, I'm like, ooh, that looked really realistic. <laughs> He's like, man, fuck that kid. <laughs> I'm going to choke the shit out of this kid, for real. And so can I just say the ending of that movie, though, was... Mm, what? A f- final ch- I'm sorry. I was, like, zoomed, zoomed, zoned out. I was zoomed out. It was just, <laughs> when you're with... When you use technology all day, I was zoomed out. You were zoomed out. <laughs> it just... I... Mm. Yep, same. <laughs> it just... I... Mm. It wasn't the worst... No, it was not the worst. No. No. It was not the worst, but I didn't get it. I didn't either. Like, 
the way this whole Tommy Jarvis gonna... thing started because they were like, let's actually put a real plot line in these films. And then they were like, Tommy Jarvis is going to be a thing now. And then I was like, why? <laughs> because the you've had no plot before. Like, you have. But the plot's been Jason's getting revenge on people that are at Crystal Lake. Why the fuck is Tommy Jarvis, like, top of the list? Well, technically, four was supposed to be the last movie. Right. Yeah. There weren't supposed to be any more. I mean, the final called, Friday. The final chapter. The final chapter. So it was actually supposed to be the last one. Um, I should say that uh, Frank Marcuso Jr. was the producer of these movies. And I feel like he was sort of the driving force in just keeping all of these going. Um, I feel like when you look back at some of these franchises... And you look at the producers, they, I don't want to, what's a really nice way of saying someone's money hungry? I don't think there's. Greedy? Very greedy. Greedy's not nice. It's not a nice word either. But I mean, honestly, if you look at it like, okay, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Wes Craven didn't want any other sequels after that. New Line Cinema got a hold of it. Robert Shea was the producer. Robert Shea saw how much money the first one made. Let's keep these sequels going. You can tell um, when a Halloween made- happened. John Carpenter did not want a sequel. Halloween made a lot of money. Mustafa Akkad, the producer, was like, let's keep these sequels going. They're making money. Friday the 13th, Sean Cunningham did not want another sequel after that. Paramount got a hold of the production. Frank Marcuso Jr. saw how much money the first one made. Let's keep these sequels going. You can really tell when the movie's made for money, though, and not... Because the movie... You can tell, like, sometimes the storyline will be a lot better, and I feel like that's more when heart and soul was put into it, and it's not just a moneymaker, which is why I hate this for Jason, because Jason was just a moneymaker. Well, let's, let's be real. The franchises are for money. Oh, yeah, for sure. They are. That's why they make 7,000 of them. You know, I I love Freddy. I love, you know, I love Freddy. I love the Halloween movies. I, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, these movies are money makers. They're money makers. The merchandising. I mean, you're fucking sitting here and all fucking. How much? You're sitting here and everything head to toe fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, um, excuse me. I have ghosts. If that's. <laughs> she's like, excuse me. I don't have Freddy socks. Head to ankle. Not to toe. <laughs> I'm being an ass. I'm I legit- stop at the ankle. I was like, uh, do not have Freddy socks on? I am not wearing Freddy socks. Excuse me. I'm sitting here with ankle. my fucking Freddy pants and my Freddy shirt and my Chucky phone case. Merchandising. And Merchandising. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And guess who made money off this? New line. New line. <laughs> New line. New line. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be, like, a person, but New Line made money off of it, because it's true. Yeah, it does. I'll go out and buy shit. You wouldn't believe the Chucky shit I have. I don't... God. (laughs) But, I mean, that's... It's... But, needless to say, each movie has ones in within each franchise that were also done. You can see the heart of it keeping with the original storyline all around and then you have those few where you're like yeah you just that one was for money you just wanted to make that for money and i think they all have that 
I think each of one course. of the franchises have that. Even for the ones that we love, I think of course. I think they have ones where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that one was just made for profit. Just like we said before, every single franchise has its trash. It's the truth. Every oh, single... they do. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll if you're gonna make eighteen, two, if you're gonna make eighteen movies, not every single <laughs> one of them is gonna be good. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, they're not. Like, you're gonna look. You kind of just gotta like the ones you like and don't like the ones you don't like. Like fucking Paranormal Activity is coming out with another fucking movie. Stop. What? what? Oh, did you not know that they're making another one? I thought no. They weren't. There's going to be a seven. But they are. Yep. Okay. Um. So, yeah, there's going to be another paranormal activity. And be honest with you, the only reason I'm even going to invest any time in it is if Katie Featherston is in it. If Katie Featherston is not in it, I want nothing to do with it. She is the face of paranormal activity, and I just can't. Anyway, enough of that rant. <laughs> I was gonna say like I thought that was a rumor I didn't know that was gonna be an actual thing yeah I thought it was a rumor at first too but I've been seeing a lot of stuff coming out about it so it's apparently actually happening I'm like stop make something new oh you know what we should also say since we gave uh so much reference to and didn't even mention like where it came from. Um, that it's not actually, it's actually, right. It's K I K I K I M A M A M A. Like kill, kill ma. And that came from the first one. And it was Harry Man, Harry Manfredini. I love that you literally stopped at Harry Man. She stopped at Harry Man. She was like, Harry Man. Well, because I had to look at it for a minute. I was like, I'm about to butcher this last name if I don't take a second and like really pronounce it out. Um, Yeah, he's pretty much been a composer for hundreds and hundreds of movies. But more famously, the Friday the 13th franchise. I mean, we wouldn't have that if it wasn't for him. So... I did just want to make special mention to him real quick because obviously we're going to make a lot of references to that and that would not exist if he hadn't come up with it in the first movie. Well, that's Jason's calling card. That's his, that's his thing. Like if you hear that, you know, he's around. Right. So we've been avoiding going into this one. Let's go into five. A new beginning. Is it? Because, uh. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. Um, Still haunted by his past, Tommy Jarvis, who as a child killed Jason Voorhees, wonders if the serial killer is connected to a series of brutal murders occurring in and around the secluded halfway house where he now lives. This movie was terrible. (laughs) There's no way of getting around this one. This is the worst of the franchise. Like, I I can tell you right now. Um, It's mentioned in... The documentary that this one at the time was one of the first, one of the worst in the franchise. Like, What's well, because the, the killer, the killer isn't Jason. That's the problem, <clears throat> and it makes no sense, right? Because the killer wasn't Jason in the first one either, but it made sense. The killer in this one took the the uh, look of Jason to make people think it basically to frame Jason. Because it was the fucking, it was a cop, right? He was a cop. The ambulance driver. Yeah, the ambulance driver who who was was Joey's dad. God, that kid. All he, listen though, all he was doing was eating the chocolate bar. That's all he was doing. 
Uh, and fucking up the laundry. I mean, true. <laughs> you gotta kill someone for fucking and up the laundry. And annoying a crate and annoying a guy with a fucking axe in his hand. Like, right. that's intelligent. Not saying the guy should have, like, buried right. him. Right. He shouldn't have fucking axed him in the head. Right. But, but yeah, this movie was just. I don't, I don't even know. The plot of this movie just <laughs> fucked this entire movie up. It it was just bad. It was bad. It wasn't good. I I don't understand. So, in the documentary, the original concept was supposed to have Tommy basically become Jason. So, if you noticed at the end of the fourth one where, uh, you know, Corey Feldman little Tommy by this time had like shaved his head and messed up his face and was trying to make himself look like Jason as a kid to mess with his head. And then he killed Jason and then he has the mask and he hugs his sister and then he looks at the camera and you just have this um, idea in your head, like, whoa, what did, was that kid like so mentally affected by basically becoming Jason? He's going to be the next Jason. And that was supposed to be the concept um, Which would have been a better concept. Well, <laughs> by the time Five came out, so this was in 1985, Corey Feldman was in a tiny little movie by that time called The Goonies, which fucking blew his career out of the water. Um, and Goonies Never Say Die is one of the greatest movies ever made. Don't at me, okay? Movie was everything to me. <laughs> is everything that's a good movie i love that movie movie. is incredible but um yeah Corey feldman went on to mention that like of course i wanted to come back and play jason but you know steven spielberg wanted me to be in this movie so (laughs) it's like well yeah it's kind of a no-brainer um so yeah by this time i think he's in it for like a hot second in the beginning i i really Ooh, I really don't remember. I struggled trying to get through this Five movie. Five was a struggle. Uh, so, yeah, I I liked the original concept that they talked about of them making it Tommy, if that was able to happen, but obviously it didn't. So, I mean, I get it. Go fucking make Goonies. That movie was incredible. <laughs> Go <laughs> fucking make Goonies. Go make Goonies. Um, little fun fact, the uh, director had a fake name or actually all of the movies had fake names um, because a lot of, that was something I wanted to mention. So each one of the movies had fake names because a lot of the locations, they didn't want them filming there. So they had to make up a fake name like while they were shooting. That's fantastic. So yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Um, But another uh, fun fact about Five was that five at the time had more body counts out of any of the Friday the 13th in the series. Also, Jason has the highest body count of any of the horror icons. Jason has the highest. He does. Nice. And it's pretty high off of even the second highest, because I think Michael is second. Well, like I said, like, none of these characters are likable. We don't really give a fuck if they die, though, so we're just kind of like, oh, look, another and another one bites the dust. Like, it's just kind of like, all right, whatever. I mean, like, by the time you start getting more and more and more into the movies, you're just kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it's kind of more like, ooh, how's he going to kill this one? 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, how is this one finally going to die? <laughs> it's like, oh, Lord, he coming. Fine. Finally, he coming. Kill these motherfuckers. Like, let's get them the fuck out of here. I'm done. Also, I would like to point out the fact that these movies have the most unnecessary nudity <laughs> in, in a franchise that I have... Well, what did I say earlier? I love a set of tits just as much as the next guy. Well, of course. But come on. <laughs> it's like... You know what I think it was? I think it's because Jason died a virgin and he's pissed. Well, he died a virgin. He died because <laughs> these other counselors were fucking and they weren't paying no attention. He ain't getting none, so ain't nobody getting none. But if you get some, you gonna die. He gonna fuck you up. He's gonna... <laughs> not in the good way. No, not at all. Um, so five was an absolute trash can. Yeah. And then you have six. Jason lives. And then someone was like, let's fucking make a Jason <coughs> fucking movie and did it right. Jason Lives is fucking amazing. I loved it. It's really good. Came out in 1986. Um, Tommy Jarvis goes to the graveyard to get rid of Jason Voorhees' body, but once and for all inadvertently brings him back to life the newly revived killer once again seeks revenge and tommy may be the only one who can defeat him which is actually really funny because it was his fault he came back yeah <laughs> like, ultimately it was your fault tommy jarvis why'd you have to go and why'd you have to go and uh get him out of his grave to make sure he was dead now it's your fault he's back way to go um, can we also say this is the third time we have another actor playing Tommy Jarvis? So Corey Feldman was Tommy Jarvis in the fourth movie. In the fifth one, um, it was played by an actor named John Shepard. And uh, by the time we get to the sixth one, Tommy is played by uh, Tom Matthews. Um, also, who played Jason in the fifth one? Way too many. Quote unquote Jason. It wasn't even Jason. <laughs> I'm like there's way too many fucking Tommy Jarvises um in the fifth one yeah who played quote unquote Jason in the fifth one? Oh, the ambulance driver yeah who played the ambulance driver okay hang on a second <laughs> I'm to look for. um okay so Roy was the name of the ambulance driver and that was Richard Weand, Weand, W-I-E-A-N-D. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he ultimately is the killer, since there's no Jason, technically. Um, technically! <laughs> technically, there's no Jason. Um, yeah, so this one, I enjoyed. I actually, I actually liked the, the sixth one. Um, and actually, Jason looks really badass in the sixth one, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. He this looks badass. This was a really good Jason in this one. Like, I was... Like, if anyone ever asked me what Jason movies to watch, this one would be at the top of the list after the, sec after the first one. Because it, it's just so... It's just so good, honestly. Yeah. The kills are solid. There's a solid plot. Um... C.J. Graham, by yeah, the way, C.J. Graham, uh, Jason Voorhees in this one. Um, yes, yeah, so you have Jennifer Cook uh, is Megan Garris. Um, the sheriff's uh, name is Mike Garris. So yeah, so there was a little. That was another thing that was mentioned. There was a little 
homage to um, a few things in horror, like Mick Garris uh, is a really fa- uh, famous horror director, and um, that was a little nod to his last name. Um, there was also Tony Tony Goldwyn was in this movie, who has gone on to be a uh, pretty big actor. He was in Ghost. Um, he's in that show Scandal. Yeah, he's the president um, Scandal. <clears throat> yeah, so he, you know, this was a pretty small role for him in the beginning of the movie, but he went on to um, have a pretty big movie career after this, which I always think is funny. It seems like a lot of people started their movie careers in like really low budget horror. And then they just kind of like blow up. After right. Cause that. how many people, excuse me, I apologize. How many people have you seen in like horror movies where you're like, Oh my God, like that's so-and-so. And then they're like huge now. After that. Yeah. But yeah, this one was funny. Um, how nobody, yeah, nobody wanted to believe Tommy. Poor thing. Like Tommy was woke. He knew what was going on. He definitely knew what was going on in this. Everybody's one. like, no, it's Tommy doing it. Tommy's the one killing everybody. And I'm like, no, it's really not. And then of course, by the time they realize it is Jason, Jason's got a fucking pole in their head. <laughs> so this one was actually directed by uh, Tom McLaughlin, who I uh, really in the enjoyed. Arms. <laughs> Her last name is McLaughlin, but... I know, it's not the same. It's, not, it's actually not even spelled the same. Actually, no, it is. It is it's spelled the same, but it's not the same. They're it's, not. No. That's a terrible song. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just so bad. <laughs> Can you imagine a Jason movie played? Just nope. You can't hear anything, but no. No, I can't. And then Jason's just carrying nope. someone. No, that's I funny. really can't at all. Uh, No. <laughs> you have to admit that's fucking I can't, funny. I I can't because I would have to turn it off. <laughs> I'm like, oh, bad movie, terrible song. Is there anything else on TV right now? <laughs> anything, 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 literally anything but this. Um, so Tom McLaughlin's wife is actually in it too. So the beginning scene with uh, Tony Goldwyn's character where they're driving in the car, that is the director's wife. Her name I did is not know Nancy. That. Yeah. Her name is what? Nancy. Uh-huh. Of all things. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so this movie was really cool. Uh, there's also been references to the fact that um, since it's released, it's self-referential humor and numerous instances of breaking the fourth wall have been praised for prefiguring Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven's Scream series. Uh, yes. Jason Lives is also considered uh, the fan favorite amongst the series. Well, I agree. <laughs> oh, I definitely agree. This one was really, really good. I think, yeah, I think uh, to have more of a continuation of the series, this one was really, really good. And again, some really fucking solid kills. Um, And then following this one, I did want to make special mention before we get more into the movies that um, in 1987... So this was a little bit part in the documentary. They mentioned, which I had no idea there was a Friday the 13th TV series. I I didn't know. I literally had no idea until I was watching the documentary. So that came out in 1987. Um, Again, as I mentioned, Paramount owned the, at the time, had owned the rights to Jason and Friday the 13th. Well, they still own the rights to Friday the 13th. And uh, they were wanting to capitalize on um, making another TV series because at the time they were doing Star Trek The Next Generation. 
and that show was huge. So they wanted to capitalize on another TV series. So they decided to take Friday the 13th and make it into a series. Um, Why? The series had nothing to do with Jason Voorhees. What? Nothing. Then what was the point of the series? Um, The series was, it was actually an anthology series. So it was centered around a antique shop dealer that sold his soul to the devil. And each one of the objects in his antique shop are cursed. So each one of them has a story behind them. And the show ran for three seasons. Why? What? How can you? (laughs) Yeah. How can you do a Friday the 13th series and Jason not be involved? I don't understand because, and the show actually did well. I don't really get it because Nightmare on Elm. Okay. So the Nightmare on Elm Street series, Freddy's Nightmares, which debuted the following year in 1988, um, even though every story didn't center around Freddy, every story took place in Springwood. That was the point of the story. So uh, Freddy's Nightmares was shot almost more like a Tales from the Crypt where Freddy was kind of like the Crypt Keeper where he would give you the intro to the story. But whereas the Crypt Keeper didn't have a connection to these stories, Freddy did because the stories took place in Springwood. Right. Also, shout out to another not-so-well-known actor at the time. Brad Pitt made his debut in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Right. It was like one of the first acting roles he ever did. I'm like, everybody does horror. So you gotta do everybody horror does first. It. Everybody does horror. So um, the show ended up being canceled after it lost sponsors because right-wing Christian groups denounced the satanic practices that the show portrayed. <laughs> okay. You're like that's not um, my <laughs> and that's the tea, and that's the tea, <laughs> and that's the tea. I have to say it like Sophie Turner. I oh my god, that entire thing that she did on Instagram, and that's oh, the tea. I, I watched every it. single fucking one of them. There were like eighteen thousand of them, and I watched I every single do. one of them. <laughs> I was like, I don't even care what she says anymore. She's like, and that's the tea. And I'm like. She could literally say that's the tea after everything that even has nothing to do with the tea. And I still watch. I watched every single fucking one of them. They were hysterical. Sophie Turner, do it again. Um, we love you, Sophie Turner. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so we're on to Jason. Jason versus Seven. Carrie. Uh, yeah. The new blood, which is basically Jason versus Carrie. Um, it, which honestly, guys, this was a good one. I, I liked this one too. Yeah, this one actually was good. It came out in 1988, uh, years after Tommy Jarvis chained him underwater at Camp Crystal Lake. The dormant Jason Voorhees is accidentally released from his prison by a telekinetic teenager. Now only she can stop him. Um, this movie had Lar, whoa, this name. Lar, Lar, Lar Park Lincoln played Tina. She was the main character, basically Carrie. (laughs) Like she was basically Carrie. Um, Her dad was an actor by the name of John Otrin. Um, Terry Kaiser played her doctor, Dr. Cruz. Kevin Spiritus was Nick, her love interest in the movie. Um, And this is where we are introduced to Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees, Um, which ultimately 
amongst fans and even amongst us has become our favorite uh Jason. Oh yeah. By far. I mean I love I love Kane Hodder as Jason. I think he does a fantastic job. Oh, and he was great in this one. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, he was really great in this one. Um I just wanted to mention real quick, so Terry Kaiser, who played Dr. Cruz in this, this messed me up. Because if any of you guys remember Weekend at Bernie's, he played Bernie. And that movie is hysterical. And it just it just me- it kept messing with me the whole time I was watching this. Like, that's Bernie. Um, but he played a great I just I, I thought it was brilliant. The concept of the movie, I mean, it it was. It was Carrie, basically. This chick has telekinetic powers and um her dad's abusive and she basically blames herself for killing her dad and uh her powers sort of jolt jason alive while he's in the lake and that's what brings him back everybody um, just bringing jason back and not everybody me they're like fuck <laughs> so uh he comes back on the grounds where crystal lake was um the same house so basically as a part of her therapy, this doctor and her mom bring her back to this house to help her. And in the neighboring house are these teenage kids that she meets. And then one by one, Jason starts killing them off. Um, but yeah, I really liked this movie. I liked the concept behind it. I thought, uh, and again, had some really great fucking kills in it. Um, there was one part that I really like where he had him cornered in the cabin. It was just, uh, oh, what was her name? Tina and Nick. And the door was open and she went to like go to the door and he looked at it and went, no, nah, bitch. And just like slammed the door. I put... That was pretty great. He was like, uh, no. He like looked at the door like, no. And then just like <laughs> slammed the door. Because that was the only time I actually saw... Jason do anything because basically in the sixth one he was kind of a zombie like that's what I kept calling I mean, he technically it was zombie was. Jason because he basically was a he zombie. was Jason he was Jason <laughs> Jason sounds like a sneeze um, Jason oh bless you um he so he didn't want to like Kane Hodder didn't want to play him like that at all and I appreciated that there was almost like a intelligence to jason you could definitely tell that he was extremely intelligent and well like i said noticing that the fucking door was open and like "Mm -mm, bitch (laughs) the door shut like nah that scene was actually like i actually thought that scene was really funny um and then this was like one of the few times that you actually got to see his mask removed and oh my god face was horrifying It's a little terrifying. Oh my god! That face. As soon as she ripped that, as soon as that mask came off, I was like, "Ooh, put it back on." (laughs) Put the whole, put the sack back (laughs) on. Put the sack and then the mask. I'd be like, "Mm, "Where's your burlap sap?" (laughs) I need to find your burlap sap. Where's the sap? (laughs) Um, Yeah, this movie though, I really enjoyed. I really did. Um, And then, like we said, uh, the movie. He Kane goes on to not only play uh, him in seven, but then he also played him in eight, nine, and ten, um, which really sucks. <laughs> because I love him as Jason, and he didn't have much to work with. <laughs> because these next three movies, 
Whew. Not much at all. Um, and it was admitted that basically it was supposed to be a Carrie versus Jason movie. Um, so there's a special mention that about the face being shown. The each one of these are directed by different directors as well. This one was directed by a guy named uh, John Carl Butchler. Butchler and uh, the associate producer Barbara Sachs. Um, they did not get along during the production of this movie. Uh, why? The more I was looking into this, I was like, why in the world was this woman asked to be associate producer? Like, I guess she had worked on some other like big budget movies and there was a certain look that they were going for when uh, Frank Marcuso Jr. hired her, but she had never seen a Friday the 13th movie. She had, she wasn't a horror fan at all. What is with them like, hiring she had, these people? She had no <laughs> references to the genre at all and just pretty much wanted to take her own artistic view on it and the director like wasn't having it and uh she actually left after she got she was told she did not want his face shown the director put it in the movie anyway was like i don't care put it in there anyway uh test audiences loved it the executive producer loved it so she got outvoted so oh yeah. shame and i'm like oh poor you like i just didn't fucking understand i just did not understand that for the life of me like why would you bring somebody on to a franchise that literally has no references to the franchise whatsoever? Like that just, I don't know. Maybe there's there was a certain look that they were wanting to go for, but obviously they didn't need it because the director did a really great job. Yeah. I liked seven. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie because I really enjoyed the Jason. I think this movie is really what did it is having this Jason just really changed the game. Because like I said, in the last ones, well, in the one, it wasn't even fucking him, but in the other <laughs> one, it was just like, he was a damn zombie. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, like, he's zombie, Jason. Um, Jason. So we're getting into eight. Boy. Uh, <laughs> this movie is called Jason, Jason Takes a Ship in then Manhattan for about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's called Jason Takes Manhattan. Came out in 1989. A boat full of graduating high school students headed to Manhattan accidentally pull Jason Voorhees along for the ride. <sighs> this is The Lost World Jurassic Park 2 as a horror film with Jason Voorhees. Because you know at the end of that movie it became Godzilla because they took the T-Rex to fucking New York because that was smart. So they decided to take, I know they didn't mean to take Jason to New York, but. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, Tiffany Paulson played Susie, uh, one of the only real well-known actresses I knew, um, Jensen Daggett. She played the main character, Rennie. Um, the teacher was played by Peter Mark Richmond. Um, and, uh, yeah. The girl had a dog, and that was really the only character I cared about. We all love the dog. I just, I just <clears throat> wanted the dog to be okay. Um, <laughs> and again, Kane Hodder played Jason, of course. Um, yeah, so pretty much the whole first hour is him killing people on this boat. Again, there were some pretty good solid kills. Um, I really then, liked the guitar one in this one. 
That guitar one was great. I actually really liked that. That guitar one was really good. And honestly, the best kill in the entire series was in this one, is when he kicked the boombox. Well, (laughs) the one thing that I really hated about it is I thought, what a shitty representation of New York. Like, literally, as soon as they land the boat, they got robbed. I'm like, what? (laughs) I was like, whoa, calm down. This is awful. (laughs) Um... Yeah, again, everybody's just obnoxious. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's not much to say about this It just one. wasn't good. Yeah. I just I just didn't like it. Like I said, the kills were okay, but I just, I didn't like the concept of, it just seems like anytime they try to take him away from Crystal Lake and go with a totally different concept, it just doesn't fucking work. And it doesn't make any sense which is why it doesn't work. And I just, oh God, I didn't get it. Um, yeah, they also dra- him running into the oh, billboard of himself. Can I, I also it. say his, okay. So whereas in seven, when he takes his mask off, that face is horrifying in eight. I love that. Just the side. <laughs> just, just dead silence. We that was that was real. We just got His quiet. His face looked like a wart. It looked like I don't even know. Oh my god! See, she just showed me a picture of it. I was like, what the? Even yeah. Kane, even Kane Hodder said in the documentary that he hated that face. He hated it. It That's, looked it looked awful. Yeah, he's like. Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, what? That was right there mouth was and shit. I was like, what in the fuck is what the fuck the fuck is that? <laughs> Stupid Jason ass shit. <laughs> it was just bad. It was not a pretty It was just not at good at all. Like keep that motherfucking mask on forever. Oh my god. So fun fact <laughs> about this movie, the original poster for the movie was supposed to be so everybody knows the I Heart, the famous I Heart New York, I Heart NY poster. Uh it was supposed to be that with Jason's bloody machete cutting through it. And the New York tourist boards and the mayor said absolutely not. No, we do not want Jason in any way, shape, or form representing our city at all. So I actually kind of like that concept for a shirt. I would have got a shirt like that. Oh, yeah. And what's crazy is my husband remembers when they originally released that poster. Like, that was the original movie poster that he's like, Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, Well, they pulled it. So you must have remembered, like, right when they released it. Because they ended up changing it, which this one looked good too, but it was like Jason holding his machete and he's looking over Manhattan, even though they only shot the last 20 minutes of the movie in Manhattan and the rest of it they shot in Canada. So, (laughs) on the boat. Um, But yeah, this one was just strange. Um, It wasn't bad. Wasn't terrible. It's a fun movie, but it's it's one of those movies that if you watch it as a comedy, oh, you definitely had to watch it as a comedy because there were parts that were pretty damn funny. That's actually um, that's that's actually really cool. Yeah, I like that was that, a lot. that was supposed to be the original poster, and they were like, absolutely not. Like, if you guys you are, go on IMDb, you can actually see yeah, the original can, poster, and, it's, and it's, in, it's actually really cool. It's in that documentary, too. Um, I yeah, like it. it's really fucking awesome. Uh, but I, you know, they were like, nope. I would have bought that shirt. I would I'm not even a big Jason fan. I actually would have, I would still buy that shirt. Like, <laughs> I, I would, I would buy the shirt really, It's a pretty dope shirt. Um, so after this, 
Frank Marcuso Jr., he left the franchise. Um, <laughs> Here guess, we go. I guess he just said nope. And um, it showed. <laughs> Jason goes to hell. Sure did. Uh, well, actually, because by this time, eight, I wanted to say it was the poorest. Uh, eight was the poorest performing film in the entire series. At eight that point. was? Eight was. Oh, uh, at that point. At that point. And okay. at that point, the film, it said the film received both criticism and praise from critics for its implementation of humor, while others deemed it the worst film in the series. Five, I still feel like. Five was even, the worst. Five, even by this time, was the worst. <laughs> like, I could watch eight again. I don't ever want to see five again. It's because Kane is Jason. Just, yeah. And he just, he does such a phenomenal a great, job as he's Jason. He's a great Jason. He really is. So, um, by this time when it switches over to, uh, Jason goes to hell, the final Friday, uh, when Frank Marcuso Jr. left the franchise, Sean Cunningham was able to come back and get the rights to Jason while Paramount held on to the rights of Friday the 13th. So this is kind of similar to what we talked about with Chucky and Child's Play, how one had the rights to the name, but the other had the rights to the actual movie. So that's why... The last two in the franchise, Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X, are not, even though they're counted into the franchise, they're technically not Friday the 13th movies because they were not produced by Paramount. Um, So that's why the Friday the 13th name is not used, uh, just in case. So, uh, yeah, because by this time, by not... Sean Cunningham, there was actually the concept to do Freddy versus Jason way back at seven but it just yeah but they just could never get you know get it going get it get it together (laughs) until uh eight did poorly paramount wanted to drop it frank marcuso left so sean cunningham by this time was really trying to get freddie versus jason off the ground because he was working with new line cinema but made jason goes to hell first and um, Jason Goes to Hell was technically supposed to segue into Freddy versus Jason after that. Because by this time, New Line Cinema has the rights to Jason. New Line Cinema, as we all know, is the house that Freddy built. So well, they have the rights to Nightmare on Elm Street. At the end of this one, Jason Goes to Hell, Freddy's, Freddy's glove, glove comes up and grabs his mask. That is Kane Hodder's hand. Is it really? In the Freddy glove. Yep. That was in the documentary, which I thought was pretty dope. That's actually really <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> um, the only part in Jason Goes to Hell that I liked is that Kane Hodder plays a different character. He plays that, like, guard oh, yeah. guy, and he goes, like, yeah, he's a big pussy. Like, he's talking <laughs> about Jason. I know. I was like. When he's talking, when, you, when you're talking about yourself. When you're talking about yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, There's a reason this movie's called Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> Oh God! This it's is this is when we're about to roast the fuck out of these movies. Serial killer Jason Voorhees supernatural origins are revealed. So this is the one where basically you find out that the only people that can kill him, actually kill him, are people from his bloodline, and the only people he can possess to be reborn are people in his bloodline. So he's going after this girl in his bloodline before she gets to him because she can kill him, but he wants to possess her because he was killed by the FBI at the beginning of the movie. (laughs) 
You get all that? <laughs> the beginning of the movie I legit thought was the beginning of a TV show. The way it was set up, I thought it was being pumped. Oh my god, all the fucking lights I thought and it was everything. being pumped. I was like, what in the hell? And how do you kill him in the very beginning of the movie? Like, And then he just possesses everybody. Yeah, the director of this, Adam Marcus, like wanted to take on a completely different takeaway. Like, he wanted to kill Jason. He wanted a totally different character to come in. He... Wasn't she basically supposed to be his sister? No, she was... She was or was a, that um, the... Was she his sister? No, was you're right. It was his half-sister. Or his half-sister. Okay. Yeah, it was his... You're right. It was his half-sister. And his fucking niece was a literal fucking baby. Yeah, what was up with that? I didn't even understand that. that. Was, I was like, what? I'm like, what the... F-? So is he gonna fucking possess this baby and literally be reborn? Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was like, what he could, is happening? Because that was the whole thing. Like, he right. was trying to get to a family member to possess so he could be reborn. Oh my god, the mystical dagger. Jessica meets Duke at the Voorhees house and is given a mystical dagger, which she can use to permanently kill Jason. In a world where Jason can be killed by a mystical dagger, one girl, Jason's half-sister, will go to the links to try to kill Jason before he can possess her. But will she wield the knife? So bad. That was great. I was really good, but it's, just, it's so bad. <laughs> but it's such a bad, bad movie. It's terrible. Oh my god. This this was one of the worst ones. But ten. Mm. Yeah. So this one, this one also did. Fans hated this one as well. There are actually a lot of people on my Twitter who genuinely enjoy Jason X. I know a lot of you guys really liked the cyborg uh, concept, and that's cool and all, but Why? that's... I It's too much. That This movie literally... When, I kind of like what one of you said. One of them literally said, if you're going to go crazy, just go fucking batshit. Because yeah, that's literally what this movie is. Just go ham. You know what? <laughs> or how do we make a franchise worse? Put it in space. Like, what? Because this was basically Critters 4. Mm-hmm. But Jason. Which is also unwatchable. So can I just say, guys, and come at me if you want to. This come is the me, bro. this is the only one I did not watch. I told told Casper to have at it, but I I had to because I've never seen it. Literally, could not sit through Jason X ever again. I just <laughs> it, this this one is is the one in the franchise that I don't care. It's unwatchable for me. <laughs> personally i well i'm never watching it again it's myself just <clears throat> awful jason Voorhees returns with a new look a new machete and his same murderous attitude as he is awakened on a spaceship in the 25th century jason in space <laughs> as, wow. as me and my husband like to say if anybody used to watch the muppets and pigs in space you will get the reference but evil that's basically gets what it an is. upgrade Ew, is that the tagline? That's the tagline. Uh, Evil gets an upgrade. So That was awful. I'm really glad that <laughs> Kane Hodder did this, Jason, because that's the only way I was able to actually watch it. Oh, can I say the only good thing? Okay, I will give this movie one good thing is David Cro- David Cronenberg has a cameo in the beginning. Yes. 
That's it. Well, I I have to. My favorite kill. One of my favorite kills is actually in this movie. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, God damn it! Like this movie is so. Um. And of course, everyone probably is going. Uh huh. It's the kill. The face shatter. The like the frozen face, and then he just fucking shatters it. Like that's badass. I really like that kill. Uh, but that's it. Like, this movie was Captain America with Jason. <laughs> Except way terrible, because Captain America was not terrible. Well, fun fact, with that scene, Mythbusters actually did a whole episode about busting, debunking that scene. That you would actually have to freeze ahead much longer oh, for yeah. it to shatter like that. For the time that Jason did it, it wouldn't completely shatter. So... They actually show it in the documentary. They show the entire. They show the part from that MythBusters episode. So that's thought cool. Was, thought that was kind of interesting. That, that is interesting, but I'm glad they didn't hold off and wait any longer because they <laughs> <laughs> just get it done and over with. Yeah, I, I, I did not. Oh, apparently the cyborg Jason is supposed to be Uber Jason. Like, is he? Is he your Uber driver? Uber. Jason. Literally Uber, like Uber driver. Like he's just... I never went to Uber driver. <laughs> what is this, like, fucking Pretty Little Liars Jason style? Hate, Uber A. I hate how we were, like, so silent and so much of this, because it's just, like... Listen, we know there are a lot of Jason fans out there, and we truly respect your opinion. Like, you love Jason. I actually like Jason. I do like Jason. I love Jason. I was going to say, there's, there's ones... We're not... I, that's why I said I didn't... I, I hate that I'm sorry if anybody that the beginning of this may have took off like we were going in a negative and I don't want anybody to think that way because Jason as a character, I've grown to really, really like now that I've yeah. watched the, pretty much the entire franchise. I just... Like, I actually might buy some Jason merchandise because certain, I, I actually yeah, like him. But there's just, there's certain <clears throat> movies within this franchise that took a turn that just this one took a turn <laughs> off an embankment <laughs> and crashed and burst into flames. And then a skinwalker came by and pissed on it. Like that's what the fuck this movie did. And that's what I was saying earlier, you know. Hot garbage. That's why I wanted to point out at the beginning, I do personally like Jason. I do. I love Jason as a character. I just feel bad that he hasn't really gotten to shine the way that I feel like he should. Because that's why I love Six so much. Because I feel like the sixth one, he that was Jason. And then the seventh one, that was really Jason. And it's just like he hasn't been given the movie opportunities that Freddie's been given, that Chucky's been given, that Michael's been given. He's just been thrown around so many times from producers to directors to people who play Jason to writers to the companies that owned him. He, that's the fault I put it in. It's not Jason's fault. It's not anybody's in particular's fault he's been fucking tossed around like a fucking football the poor guy hasn't really gotten a chance to shine and that's why i feel like there's of course movies in this franchise that really stick out but i'm like man jason really needs a solid movie 
Like, if you're going to make another fucking one, which is probably going to fucking happen, give it to somebody who knows what they're doing or who wants to, like, make Jason really shine. Um, My opinion on that, and Casper knows I love her to death, but I beg to differ. Um, I don't want to see any more of these movies made. (laughs) That's why I said if. Just stop. Please. (laughs) I'm... Please. Someone in horror just have original ideas. I, I or that. I'm, that just, too. I'm, be great. I'm just really done with just butchering the fuck out of franchises. If they've had more than ten movies made already, <laughs> then fucking stop. Like just stop. There's there's literally nowhere else you need to go with this character. There's nothing else you need to do. Just Y'all have buried him. Y'all have thrown him in water. <laughs> y'all have thrown him in space. Y'all just, um, <laughs> stop. Be on fucking Mars. Stop. Next. Stop. <laughs> like, there's no, we don't, we don't need to do any more. We don't, no more. Please, no more. I have to beg to differ. I don't want any more of these I didn't say made. do it. I said if. But no, you're saying, like, if somebody <laughs> were to, and I'm just saying, I don't even want that if to happen. <laughs> That's why I'm saying this is purely my opinion. I don't even want that if to happen. I literally want nobody to even go, ooh, like, no, just don't. <laughs> stop, like, stop going, ooh. Don't even take that if. Just, boop, don't do it. Um, this one was written by Todd Farmer. So I should say, Wait. this was his first. <laughs> I had to I had to mention this because it's funny. This He wrote My Bloody Valentine 3D. And Which wasn't a terrible movie either. No, it wasn't. And Jason X was the very first movie that he ever wrote. And it shows. Uh, to his credit, I think he was just really want... I don't understand. He just wanted to take the movie in a totally different direction. And I get it. But I, I obviously it didn't work. It's kind of um, like he was almost trying to take it out of the shit that Nine put it in, but it it didn't work the way he wanted it to. I think that makes sense, too. Like, yeah. Nine was so bad that he was just wanting to take it in a totally different concept, because for whatever reason, like, Nine going into Freddy versus Jason just didn't happen. Yeah. It was just kind of fell into developmental hell at that point. Like, it just- it Everything like, went to hell. Everything. Um... <laughs> So it is, I, uh, to also to the credit of that movie too, or discredit, I guess I should say, it set shelved for almost two years, uh, because it got no support from New Line Cinema at all. They didn't Jason like X. it. Yeah. They didn't like it. They didn't like the concept. They didn't like anything about it. So it literally just sat until they finally, finally released it in 2002. Cause it was actually supposed to come out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, cause it would have actually, yeah. Okay. Cause that would have made sense because it would have been exactly 20 years from the very first yeah. Friday the 13th movie, but then it sat for two years before it came out. They were like, no, we're going to wait. And, yeah. This is terrible. Um, <laughs> so the alternate, um, oh no, now we're going into, uh, Freddy versus Jason. Sorry. I was skipping around in my notes. I'm like, there was not an alternate inning to Jason X. And if there was... I don't care. Uh, <laughs> don't, I don't care. 
As far as the this people are like, oh my god, I'm sorry. Look, I'm really sorry. I've I I I feel like I gave credit was where credit was due on every single one of these except Jason X, and I am just not gonna budge on Jason X. And I don't care how many Jason stands want to come at me. I'm not gonna bud bud budge on Jason X. She's not budding. I'm not. It's fuck. It was fucking awful and i will never watch it again name i just said name i meant to say same and i said name i'm like name what (laughs) name like how where did the end come from i don't know that was amazing though name okay so finally finally wait can we can we save this one for last can we just get the reboot out of the way Oh fuck! That's right. <laughs> Man, I was about to just do Freddy versus Jason and fuck it and end it and calm your body down and then we end the fucking <laughs> in the new sin fucking show. I'm like, fuck! We just have to talk about dumbass reboot anyway. Okay. Uh, so there um, was a reboot. The reboot. You had one good thing, and that was Jared Padalecki. Padawacky. Um, Padawan. <laughs> And Danielle Panabaker. Who's from Disney, actually. Fucking last name. No, um. So the. So I don't even know if you can even call this one a. I mean, it is a reboot, but it's not even the reboot of the first one because the first one, Pamela was the killer. And in this one, she. You kind of watch the events happen from the first one into. Actually, the beginning of this movie was kind of dumb because it was like, let's recap what happened and then show an entire group of teens getting murdered and then say this was Friday the 13th and then go on to more teens that are going to get killed by Jason, even though it was the setup for the storyline because one of the Jared's um, character is looking for his sister who was in the first group, who just happens to look like Jason's mom. Jesus, yeah, because they find this. Because they find that. <laughs> I was like, no, she doesn't actually. No. Like. <laughs> I don't know why that song popped in my head, but it did. But. I'm like, she's this little old lady. Um, yeah, no, she doesn't have it going on. Yeah, so it says a group of young adults discover a boarded up Camp Crystal Lake where they soon encounter Jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions. So. Doesn't she originally go there with his boy with her boyfriend because he's yes. growing pot? They are they are growing pot because you know that's what they do. They were going <sighs> in the tents and they were fucking. So it's literally the same Jason concept as usual. <clears throat> so it literally it's the same exact Jason concept that you always have where people are fucking. There's weed. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like this movie was just. And then it goes into the t- the guys looking for his sister. There's a bunch of chads and bros, and they go to the camp, and there's sex again. And this had a sex scene that was legitimately soft porn. I don't care what anybody says. This one was a little bit much. Um, so the character that played Trent, Travis Van Winkle, I fucking hated everything about this character. Wait, I was like- Trent the uh, Danielle Payne Baker's boyfriend? Is that who Trent was? Yeah. Fucking douchebag. Like, I was... Skadoosh. <laughs> I was so ready for him to die. Like, oh my god. So, this was definitely the one in the franchise where I was like, yay, Jason! Like, I was rooting for Jason. Hardcore. 
through the entire movie. You're like, kill them all. Kill, kill them all. <laughs> I, I really did. I was hoping. I was hoping that every single one of them would die. Um, so this one came out in 2009. Um, it was directed. They specifically wanted to uh, capitalize on Texas Chainsaw Massacre getting rebooted. And they got the exact same director. Uh, Marcus Nispel, N-I-S-P-E-L. Uh, yeah, so they got the exact same director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot to do the Friday the 13th reboot. Um, <laughs> the Give Texas- it up for Derek Mears, though, for playing Jason in this one. So I think he did a good job. I really, really like Derek Mears as Jason. If I have to say, like, my second favorite Jason is definitely oh, yeah. Derek Mears. And I just really like Derek Mears as a person. Um, I like the... I like the way he took on the character. He um, mentioned this in the documentary. If most people don't know, Derek Mears was born with alopecia. So he has no eyebrows, no hair. And he was teased really, really, really bad and bullied when he was a kid. So he basically just looked back in his own childhood and sympathized with what Jason went through and... He uh, was also a huge fan of the franchise, too. So getting that call to come to play a character that you've admired was just everything to him. He even talked about how, like, when he got the call, he was all calm on the phone, like, yeah, okay, okay, sounds good, sounds good. And he hung up, and he was like, yeah! (laughs) Like, he was screaming, like, he was so excited. And that, like... That made me excited. How cute. Like, how cool would that be, though? Like, like oh. the, your whole life, you've loved this character, and then you get to play this character. It's like, that's, that's like the ultimate dream come true. For real. And it really is. It made me, appre- as much as I hated this movie, it really made me appreciate it more hearing him say that. Because I just, I, I really enjoyed him as Jason. And I really liked him. He was a great Jason. Yeah. That's why I said I rooted for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hardcore. Which is why I loved him so much as a Jason. But... Yeah, I couldn't stand the characters. And I just, I really didn't get the concept of, okay, so this girl looks like his sister and that's why, and then you have to come, I don't know. I, like I said, they, this movie was purely for profit. They saw that reboots were all of a sudden a thing and they're like, Paramount's like, hey, uh, let's do it too. Maybe, maybe we should, uh, (laughs) we know we let this, character go but uh maybe we should maybe we should dial it maybe we should bring it back uh let's revisit that let's revisit that let's talk about it let's get a little bit of money off of that let's see let's see what we can do with jason (laughs) uh so fun fact the um kid in the movie that played chewy his name was aaron Yu. he had actually had stomach surgery during the filming of the movie so like the scene where he's getting like thrown around in that garage (laughs) he split his staples Oh. And so when he was gurgling blood in his mouth, that was his own blood. Oh, fuck. That poor dude. Yeah, so. Like, that was for real. Yeah, now I, I go back and I see that scene and I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm like, la Great kills in that one, too. Fantastic kills. I Can have I to say, say, even though <laughs> this was a pure, like, we want to see tits kill. The one, I cannot remember her name, but it's she's underneath the boardwalk. 
and he's walking on top like he doesn't see her or know where she is and then he just sticks the machete through it through her fucking head and then to get it's her Willa off Ford. Willa Ford was the actor or yes. actress yeah he pulls it up and then she comes up out of the water completely topless and he's like getting the machete out of her head and like boobs and then her head I have to admit that was kind <laughs> of awesome <laughs> um can I also say the fucking sleeping bag on fire uh yeah hell yeah that was awesome okay so maybe I didn't hate this movie as much as I thought I did well it's just like well, because we loved Jason. We loved the kills, and we loved Jason. We loved Jason, and we loved the kills. It's so. the storylines that are falling short. It's exa- well, it's exactly like we said from the beginning. You don't root for the victims in these movies. You root for Jason. It's just if the storylines were better, I think I'd be a bigger fan of the franchise. But the storylines just weren't very good. They fell flat. But you had kick-ass fucking kills. I love that they were low budget because the special effects were incredible. Shout out to Tom Savini in the first and fourth movie and then K&B after that. But it's, yeah. So Jason as a whole, we fucking love him. We fucking love him. And there were some great kills. And I feel like the scene with the sleeping bag on fire took us back to Friday the 13th, the, the new blood, because that sleeping bag death, I fucking love. That was amazing. And again, fuck the MPAA because that scene was supposed to be way bloodier where he just has the one He's just hit. fucking slapping it, yeah. He literally like picked her up in the sleeping bag, one smack against the tree and then she was dead. So the way the scene was actually supposed to be shot is there was a big tub of blood inside of the sleeping bag. So when he took it and whacked it against the tree, he whacked it like three or four times and blood just gushed out of the sleeping bag. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, I gotta watch this documentary. Like, but the fucking if they wouldn't have cut that. But the fucking <laughs> she's like losing her <laughs> shit right now. She's like, but the fucking goddamn MPAA. <laughs> I'm just cracking up. She's like, but the fucking. You were like so animated, so passionate just now. But the fucking <laughs> guys, I love gore. If you're gonna Same. go all out for a fucking movie. I want as much blood and guts and gore as you're going to fucking give me. And that scene, if they would not have cut it, would have been fucking incredible. What the fuck? (laughs) So I feel like that sleeping bag scene in the reboot was sort of like their way of giving you the scene that we wanted in the original one. Uh, So that one was pretty dope. There were some really good kills in this one. But... I really enjoyed when, you know, the guy and the girl are just out on the water and he's just driving the boat, coming back around and he's like, huh, and loving his life and then shot in the head with an arrow, like out of fucking nowhere. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) I was like, sir. (laughs) It was awesome. So yeah, Jason is a killer. Yes. Just, just, yes. The poor guy just hasn't had a good storyline. Yeah, we love Jason as a killer, though, for real. Oh my god, let's talk about Freddy versus Jason. I'm so excited. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so uh, depending on who you ask, yes, Freddy versus Jason could either be Friday the Thirteenth, twelve. <laughs> Wait, yes, yes, Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> You're 12? like, let me go through all of them. Damn it, count now, <laughs> or. Nightmare on Elm Street 8. Depending so, on how you look at it, yeah? Just depending on how you look at it. Um, 
it is a New Line Cinema movie. Because, okay, so New Line Cinema did 9, 10, and then uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. But the reboot was done by Paramount. Yeah, Paramount did the reboot. Yeah. Seven movies. Um, because they now, you know, they have the rights to Friday the 13th. So, uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees return to terrorize the teenage population, except this time they're out to get each other too. This one came out in 2003. Um, and, uh, of course, Freddy is played by the amazing Robert England. And mm-hmm. in this one, Jason is played by, uh, Ken Kersinger. Um, Freddy versus Jason is just incredible. It's amazing. Uh, the first time I saw it, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Uh, I don't really remember why. It came out in 2003, so that's been a long time ago. And I actually saw it in theaters when it came out. Oh, my God. you were! Um, I didn't know you were at a theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was in theater when I saw it. Almost empty theater when I saw it. There was, like, nobody there. Um and I hated it. I, I don't know why. I don't remember why I didn't like it at first. Uh, it took me years to really appreciate it again. And watching it again, doing this, I'm like, I fucking love this movie. And I think because for me, it's a Freddy movie. I know it can stand within both franchises. But for me, hands down, this is a fucking Freddy movie. Like, Going back to the little lost puppy, that's basically what Jason was in this movie. Freddie manipulated him the whole time, acting like he was his mom, playing on the mama's boy trope, and just Jason was just this big dumb durr. And uh, <laughs> I mean, he kind of was. So, do you, I, know, mm. do you know why I think you love this movie and why now and why I think I fell more in love with it is because I feel like we have a bigger appreciation for Jason now. We do. That we didn't have the first time we watched the movie, and yeah. now we're not watching it for just Freddy. Exactly. We're watching it because we love Freddy and Jason, yep. which makes this movie so much better because that fucking fight at the end is epic. It's incredible. It's so awesome. And just like, I have chills talking about it. I had chills watching it, and I was like, I don't remember this fight being this cool. Oh, I didn't remember it being a badass. I was like, oh <laughs> was my like, god. This is really awesome right now. I also don't remember, like, Freddy was just, Freddy was a butt. I'm telling you, that part where he, like, bowed, where she's like, so this is the one everybody's been talking about. And he's like, yes. And I was, was like, like That's oh me. my god. Like, he was just, he was great in this movie. Freddy's like, a narcissist. <laughs> and it's, it's so great. And it's so great. So. Oh, it was just perfect. Um. It has one of my, again, I said the sleeping bag. So tied for favorite kill would be in the beginning, the dickhead boyfriend getting smashed in the fucking bed. Thank God. Fuck that asshole. He was, he and was everyone's a dick. Bl- everyone's blaming it on Freddie and Jason's just going around. Oh my God. I died laughing when she fucking threw, it was literally at the beginning. Catherine Isabel's character threw her cigarette out the window and it just bounced off Jason's face. That was funny. Face. He's just chilling and he's like, Ugh. Yeah, Catherine I can just see him like blinking like, Ugh. Why? Like, why you gotta fucking throw your cigarette out here, bitch? Her name was Gib. Uh, Monica Kina played Lori. Jason Ritter played Will. Kelly Rowland played Kia. Brendan Fletcher played Mark, um, which was Will's friend. Um, 
those are pretty much the central characters to the movie. So Lori now lives in uh, 1428 Elm Street. And uh, the basic concept is that all the kids in Springwood were giving this hypnosil medication to stop them from dreaming. I just realized where the... Anyway. It hit you, didn't it? It hit her. <laughs> where the hypnosil came from? Dream warriors. Oh my god, I can't believe <laughs> You saw it happening too. Like I was when watching I said it. I was, I was like... like because it hit me last night when she was talk- when they were talking about the hypnosis. I was like, yeah, they talked. That was literally what Nancy used. I was like, warriors. what? <laughs> That's exactly the medication that Nancy took to suppress her dreams. So the concept in this one is that they were giving all of the kids hypnosil to basically suppress their dreams because the concept was that if you forgot Freddy, Freddy was gone and Freddy didn't exist. So that was the whole point of Freddy going to hell to get so. Basically, as far as Freddy versus Jason goes, Jason X never happened, which I'm totally fine with. So he goes to hell to get Jason, to basically use Jason to kill all of these kids to give him enough power so that they'll remember him so he can come back in their dreams again. Um, Love that concept. Fantastic Uh, concept. Love how I just now got the fucking hypnosil thing (laughs) and where that played in. So again, this is a fucking Freddy movie. Um... (laughs) Like, it just, uh, it was just, it was amazing. Lori's dad is the doctor, so he's the one that's giving everybody the hypnosil, and her boyfriend has been locked away this whole time, um, and once, and he breaks out because he finds out about this death at her house, Gibbs' shitty boyfriend, and that was done by Jason, uh, but then they don't really go into Jason's history until later on in the movie, um, which is where I really felt for him because they yeah, showed him that being was bullied. So sad. I I told Casper like that part like really got me like where you know you saw uh all the kids just like pushing him and yelling at him and pushing him into the lake and I was like okay now I really like Jason even oh, <laughs> no, Jason and I like felt so bad it was awful um. But yeah, there there was, again, great kills, incredible kills in this. That fucking rave scene where that bitch is on fire and coming through the fucking cornfield. That is a fucking amazing, that scene. Loved it. Through that I told, flaming machete and it stabbed. Love it. Because I told, I told my roommate, I was like, I'm not going to lie. Jason on fire right now is badass as fuck. I loved everything <laughs> about that scene. Like, yeah. everything. It was incredible. Incredible. That movie was um, amazing. Freddy needed to tone it down just a minute, but... Like, mm, Demon Demon Freddy, that one That part, was awesome, though. That was fucking incredible. Also, um, I love that Freddy was stabbed by his own... His own fucking like yeah. Love. Can we just say also his... for those of you who are saying Jason won? No, neither one of them did. It was a draw. It was a tie. Me and intellectual. <laughs> well, I just think if people, you know, if you look at it, there's a there's a whole part in the movie earlier on where Jason rips his arms off and he just grows them right back. So. If he doesn't have his head, like, he's fine. He's, he's <laughs> He'll fine. If he blinked at the fucking end, then that means he's okay. Like, it's a draw. Like, it's a draw. You know, I don't And want... there's different ways you can look at it, too. You can say Freddy's the king of dream world. Jason's the king of the real world. 
you know, one can really fuck the other one up in in their world. But at the end of the day, they're both really badass horror icons that do amazing kills. And that, you know, it was it was just it was a really fun movie. And they both oh, neither, it was a lot of fun. Neither one of them won. It literally was a draw at the end. And I really liked that they made it that way, where it was more like Freddie and Jason are both badasses. They both are. They both are. They really they both are. Have incredible kills. Mm-hmm. Uh my only my only problem with this movie is how in the hell did Jason slow ass walk <laughs> all the way from New Jersey to Springwood, Illinois in the beginning of the movie? I'm just, I was trying to figure that out. And the same goes for the ending when they have to drive from Springwood to fucking New Jersey with that big motherfucker in the van. That is at least, we calculated, that is at least a 17-hour drive. And that van, I'm trying to calculate the gas mileage. <laughs> I'm like, y'all would have had to stop so many times for gas. Bet pee breaks. Look, I got to pee every two hours on a trip. So there would have been a lot of potty breaks. Uh, and while like, you're trying to keep this fucker tranquilized. Like, none of it. <laughs> that was actually pointed out in the documentary, too. It's like, how did... Wait. <laughs> like, this... Hold, mm. hold on a minute. Hold on a second. Hold up. <clears throat> um. Oh, I did forget to mention in the reboot that there were exactly 13 kills. Oh, yes. That was on purpose. Um, and that fans hated the reboot, even though at the time it was one of the highest grossing reboots, uh, fans hated it. <laughs> I didn't, I can't, I, didn't hate I can't it. sit here and I say Jason I was hated it. By it. Like I said, I rooted for Jason in the movie. Yeah. So. I didn't, I did not hate it. Oh God, no. I, I hated, hated Jason, Jason X. X. I Definitely hated Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. I hated Jason or uh, Friday the 13th Part 5. Those are the only three that I can definitively say I hated. And will never watch again. <laughs> Other than that, it was more like either meh or yeah, I liked it. Yeah, or I liked it. It's okay. So, we didn't, we don't hate J- the Friday the 13th series. It's just, it's not as strong as other ones. Yeah, like we said, it definitely was not, um... I feel like it was more money driven in the beginning. So there was never really a chance to give him much more of a storyline, except for this guy that's just pissed off of going after the people that killed his mom. But he pretty much accomplished that by the second and third one. But they had to um, make more. Oh, yeah. Yep. It had to be more about the land. There had to be. <laughs> there had to be more. But um, yeah, because that's basically the reboot. Like, stay yeah. out of my fucking... Stay out of my yard! Like, well, it's just like when they were going over there, the lady was like, he wants to be left alone. <laughs> and they're like, who? And she wouldn't say. So there was actually... Um, apparently there was an alternate ending to Freddy versus Jason. Uh, where... Monica Kina's character, um, her, Lori, and Will, it was six months later where they were in bed together. They said they just made love. And then all of a sudden, I guess she either fell asleep or something to that effect. And Will turns into Freddy at the end, like hands change into knives and kills her. And that's the end of the movie. Test audiences hated it. Um... That sounds like a cool ending, but I really like the ending that they went with. I feel like that was the better ending. Um, and then after Freddy versus Jason, 
is when we actually started to see Jason merchandise become licensed. Prior to that, there wasn't any licensed uh, merchandise, but then that's when you started seeing more things with Jason on them. Um, also, there was a concept for a while floating around of several incarnations of Freddy versus Jason versus fill in the blank. Uh, one concept that really took off was Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. If you know who Ash is, Ash is Ashley Williams from the amazing Evil Dead franchise. Um, so originally Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, and Robert England were all on board to do it. They were excited. They loved it. They're all friends. They're all cool. But obviously the Hollywood powers that be stopped that from happening. They couldn't get the, you know, there was a lot going on with the licensing, which I could, which I get. Cause you've got Jason is new line and Freddie is new line, but I, I forget which production company at the time owned the rights to evil dead. So it just never came to fruition. It was written into a comic book. So Freddy versus Jason has a direct sequel <clears throat> in a comic book called Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, where uh, Monica Kina's character, Lori actually dies. So at the end where she throws Jason back his machete, he comes back and kills her with the machete. <laughs> so she dies in the comic book. Um, yeah, the comic book, actually, they were talking a little bit about it in the documentary and how it really fit into the core concept of all three of the franchises. And I'm just like, fuck, that would have really been a great movie to yeah, see. Yeah, would have. But it's okay. I'm not opposed to reading the comic book, so. I think we're done. One more thing. With Jason. <laughs> before we're done. I wanted to give a big shout out to the game. There is a Friday the 13th game. That is incredible. Okay? Like, even... Not even, the old school Super Nintendo. No. <laughs> no. That actually Casper didn't even know anything about to my husband not. mentioned. It's the one that's out on, like, Xbox and PlayStation. Um, It's just called Friday the 13th. And basically, you can either play as Jason or you can play as the counselors trying to hide from Jason. You get a 20-minute window to either escape or hide from him. And you can uh, win that way. Uh, if you're Jason, you're trying to kill everybody. Now, I have been Jason and killed everybody before, and it's fucking fun. You can teleport. You can um, pick different spots on the map to go. Uh, you can throw knives. You have different kills you can do. You can choose different counselors and different outfits. You can even dance to music, which there's a song on there called uh, Summer of Heat. And I'm fucking obsessed with it. It's so great. And I sometimes, I was the last to live one time. And uh, Jason was after me. And I fucking started dancing my boombox. <laughs> in front of the fire. Because that's what I did. Uh, my roommate, who is not big into video games, loves watching me play it. It's a blast. I play it with one of my best friends, Carl, on uh, Xbox. We play quite a bit. And it's it's just, it's amazing. Um, if you call Tommy Jarvis, you can actually... So the way to defeat Jason in this game, I've never done it and I've never seen it happen. But you can... You have to call Tommy Jarvis. When someone dies, they'll come back as him. You have to find the cabin where Jason's mom is, her head, put on the sweater. Tommy Jarvis has to be alive. And then you have to distract Jason with the sweater and then kill Jason with a machete. 
That's how you do it. And I've never seen it done. And I've never done it. I got close one time. But I never actually got to. I got killed. So. But it's it's a blast. If you guys ever want to play that game. It's on Xbox and PlayStation. I believe it's on. Uh, it might be on PC as well. It's just called Friday the 13th. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I've actually heard of it. <clears throat> uh, it sounds like it would be pretty badass. Um. But I think our takeaway from the whole thing, again, is that uh, we do like Jason. We are a fan of Jason. Um, I really now have a newfound appreciation for Jason. I'm glad I finally gave these movies a shot. And um, yeah, I, you know, I think we both agree that Jason just got a wrong end of the deal when it came to coming up with storylines after the second one, but for a few of the movies, they did a pretty fucking spot on job. And, uh, Jason was just hot potato. As a whole, yeah, as a whole (laughs) though, um, I, I don't hate the franchise. I don't, and I don't, and I don't hate Jason. Uh, I really, really love him as a character. I just wish there weren't so many duds in the franchise. So, so to end it, what was your favorite, Jason, your favorite kill, and what's your movie rank? <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> so, my favorite Jason, dying. my favorite Jason, like I said, by far, is Kane Hodder. Uh, I meant, oh, I'm sorry. I meant, what was your favorite Jason look? I should have said. Oh. Because <clears throat> he literally was different in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> The seven one. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, because that was awesome. uh, that was Kane Hodder's. You know favorite. what's funny? Yeah. That's the Jason I play in the game. Yeah, is, is that the one. seventh one? And yeah. I didn't even realize that. And I was like, "This is my favorite Jason. He's so cool." I like that Jason a lot. Um, favorite kill? Is that the one you asked? So yeah, like I said, it's got it's got to be the <clears> sleeping <throat> bag. It's a tie. It's a tie between the sleeping bag. Uh, yeah, so the sleeping bag and the boyfriend getting crushed. And Mine would Jason. be the face, the frozen face, and then the sleeping bag. Faux show. That was a great one. So what's your rank? <laughs> From best to worst. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, the easiest thing to do is to go on Wikipedia and just pull them up. <laughs> I'll let you go first, then. Okay. So this is counting Freddy versus Jason. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to count Freddy versus Jason because it would be like way at the top. So we're just going to, that movie doesn't count right now. <clears throat> um, so my f- first favorite is obviously the original Friday the 13th. Uh, my second favorite would be six, Jason Lives. Uh, my third favorite would be seven, The New Blood. My fourth favorite would be three, part three. Um, excuse me, my fifth favorite would probably be the reboot, actually, which I might get a lot of hate for that, but that's okay. (laughs) Because two, three, and four, parts two, three, and four are so similar, even though three is, I really liked three. I don't know why that one stands out to me so much. Maybe it's because he got his mask in that one, and I kind of liked that staple for him. Um... But I would put the reboot at five because I think the reason I like that one so much are the kills are just way too good in that one. Um, For six, I would say two. 
For seven, I would say four. For eight, I would say eight, <laughs> actually. For go. nine, I would say nine. For ten, I would say ten. And for eleven, I would say five. Five is the worst because it wasn't Jason. Ah, there were two middle um <laughs> so literally eight, nine, and ten are eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> Since there's technically eleven of them. So for me, um yeah, Freddie versus Jason, I'm not even gonna count because that'll be at the top for me. I'm not even gonna <laughs> count. No, but oh no. <laughs> um so the first Friday the thirteenth, uh the second one. Um, uh, <laughs> second one there's so many y'all. the reboot no no I'm not gonna do that so the first one the second one <clears throat> oh which which one did I really you really like six, six. okay yeah. so the first one the second one six Six, then seven, then the reboot. Okay, then three and four, because they're basically the same. <clears throat> um, how many more do I have? You have three eight, more. nine, ten, and five. <laughs> It's like which one's worse, Jason X oh or Five? My God. <laughs> I guess eight, nine, five, and ten. So you're basically the same as me, yeah, but you hated ten worse. I really ten is bad. Ten is really ten and five are kind of on that cusp where they're both just absolutely terrible. Did not like it. <laughs> Our lists are actually very similar, though. Yeah, <clears throat> not not that much different. Mm-mm. Not really. All right, guys, that wraps up Friday the fucking 13th. Two and a half motherfucking hours later. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited to do Freddy. I I can't wait to do the Freddy Freddy franchise. Whoa, I just read this that apparently, apparently Friday the 13th up until... The newest Halloween movie in 2018 was the highest grossing horror franchise in the world. Really? It also has the most movies. She's dying. Um, Actually, no, it doesn't. Halloween does. Yes. Halloween does have more movies. So maybe that's why by the 2018 Halloween it had... The franchise beat out, but yeah. So Halloween beat it out then. Halloween beat it out. But it's only because they had that... Because I'm telling you, I know they made a shit ton of money off that last Halloween, which yeah. was well-deserved, because yeah. that was actually a re- like a sequel done right. Uh, the budget was $10 million. It hit $255.5 million. So it did a good job. Over a $10 million. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my holy shit. Holy mother of Jesus. The highest grossing film in the in the franchise, the highest grossing slasher film, uh, it broke Scream's record. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, it's because it's it was highest, done right. Yeah. And it's... It it's was the Michael. right people and... 
It's fucking Michael. It's Michael. Michael. <laughs> it's A. A. <laughs> I cannot wait to do a Nightmare on Elm Street one. I am so excited. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, we hope that you guys appreciated our opinion. Um, we knew that was going to run long. Uh, I hope you were able to stick it out with us. And we apologize <laughs> if it started off in a negative light. We did not mean to make it that way. Um, we did ultimately walk away from this really liking Jason. So I really hope fans of the franchise appreciate our honesty with this. Um, I legit, I have to say, I went into this not liking Jason. I didn't, it's not that I, I shouldn't say I didn't like him. I didn't know him. I didn't care. Honestly, after this, I actually am like, I would actually buy Jason merchandise now. Yeah. I, oh, I, I like too. Jason. I would too. I really like him as a character. I He's do. got some amazing kills. And I get I, get, really I get the lure, I get the lure to him now. I really do. Yep. I really I could not agree more. Couldn't agree more. So I really hope that a lot of Jason fans will appreciate that and appreciate this podcast. And doing this turned us. Yeah, it turned us. It really did, it, and I'm glad. I'm glad I finally gave it a chance. I am. Me too. I, I can really finally am. say I've seen. Actually, no, I can't. <laughs> I was gonna say I can say I've seen all the franchises. I haven't watched all the Leatherface movies. I have. I have not seen all of them. It, no. I saw. I saw a good portion of them, but no. <clears throat> That's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> that's another franchise. That's another that's one like, for another day. Leave it alone. <laughs> a new beginning. The reboot. Just leave it alone. Leatherface. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop. Okay, guys. So, a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. <clears throat> Uh, Me and my fucking flim problems. Flim. Um, So things have been going great so far with the new oatmeal honey bath bombs. Um, People are loving them. Uh, People are ordering them. I am super excited. Uh, So they are still on sale. They're still going strong along with the pumpkin spice and the apple cinnamon. Those are the three fall favorites for now. Um, You can order everything on the Etsy shop. Um... There's still the body creams available, guys. It is starting to get cold if it's not already cold where you are. So dry skin is wreaking havoc. And um, these body creams are amazing. They are all natural. They come (coughs) in either vanilla or peppermint scented. Um, So try those out too. Everything you can get with free shipping uh, with the code DFWTO. Uh, You can also get 20% off everything with the code CYOURBD20. Um, Again, everything on the Etsy shop, Etsy.com, search Calm Your Body Down. uh, And there will not be any holiday ones coming out um, until the week of Thanksgiving. So that way we'll have everything ready for the holiday by then. But thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I'm over here like fucking dying. My I love you. You are totally fine. So much she's phlegm like, happening. I cannot, she's like, I have all the phlegm right now. So next week is a big one, guys. I know we've had a lot of people asking for us to do a true crime on this dude, and it's coming to you next week, just in time for Thanksgiving. Mr. Charles Manson. yes so next week will be all about charles manson do not miss it is next week thanksgiving or is it it's the week after it is the week after yeah i can't keep this month straight for some reason i know (laughs) that's why i even like 
I, I hesitate even saying anything about the holidays because there's already fucking snow on the ground and I'm like, well, it's fucking ridiculous. Every single Sunday, I'm like, is it Thanksgiving this week? Is it Thanksgiving this week? Is it Thanksgiving this week? That's why, is it Thanksgiving next week? When is Thanksgiving? Clearly, I have food on the brain. <laughs> You're like, fuck, I can't keep up with any of this. And I'm like, when is Thanksgiving? Is Thanksgiving next week? Is it this week? And then when Thanksgiving happens, I'm like, You're like when fuck, is Thanksgiving? It's Thanksgiving? <laughs> fuck, I wasn't ready. <laughs> All right, guys. So don't miss next week for Manson. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And don't and 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 I think that's it. Oh yeah, social media. I almost did it. Jesus. <laughs> Jason has been running through my brain for an entire week, y'all. I would just like to talk about that, and I'm just like, Jason, Derulo. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> no. <laughs> Jason Derulo, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> um, okay, so social media. So we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at uh, Don't Fuck With The Original. Please give us a follow. Twitter handle is Don't Fuck, or DFWTO8811. Uh, we are on Podcast Addicts, Podbean, Spotify, CastBox, and Podcast Player. All at Don't Fuck With The Original. Give us a subscribe and you will definitely know when we come out with new episodes, which are usually every Wednesday. Now, I do have to say, coming up, the holidays are hitting Wednesdays. Of course. <laughs> like, this is the first year we're doing this. And, of course, every like, Christmas is on a Wednesday. New Year's right. is on a Wednesday. Thanksgiving of... Well, Thanksgiving is always the same. But still. It's like hitting Wednesday. So we will be putting episodes out around that time. It just won't be exactly on a Wednesday, obviously, because holidays. Plus, that'll give you time to spend with your family where you're not listening to our voices going on. And we'll have time to spend with our family, too. Right. So. Yeah, so they'll probably either be released that uh, Tuesday before. Um, but, of course, if you guys follow us on all of our social media platforms, we'll have you know. everything posted uh, beforehand. So For sure. you'll know when to tune in. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Jason Voorhees. Shh.